Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Today's Sunday session is brought to you thanks to the fine folks at More Beer. Visit them right now at morebeer.com. Feels like work. Shooting the shit for two hours, drinking beer and talking beer. What a wonderful experience. Can we not have the barf bucket near my mixing board? (laughs) (laughs) I think everybody can read the book. I knew you were going to use this book as an excuse to quit doing this show. (laughs) Mrs. Buff, if you want, I can mail you the bub timer. Yeah, Newcastle, especially in the can. Have you ever had it in the can? (laughs) (laughs) No, I have not had it in the can. (laughs) Notice I closed my eyes and I concentrated really hard. Now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers. Craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. It's the session, and we're here in the studio, um, of course, because that's how you're hearing our voices. We well, have microphones. We yeah, we have microphones in front of our faces, Warren. I don't know if you know that. The fuzzy thing in front of your face is not me. Oh. Yeah. It's, uh, it kind of smells like you. It, well, that, it smells like mi corneta. You know what I mean? No, I don't know what that means. It's like a wiener joke. Oh, oh, you know? yeah. Um, but like anyway. <laughs> right. Uh, we're here, and uh, we're, we're ready to talk to the people from Barley Mow uh, Brewing, and uh, we're pretty excited about that. We have a bunch of their beer to, nice. mow, th- to mow through, which uh, oh. I'm, assu- I'm assuming that's part of their uh, Can we drink it thing. also? I th- no, we have to pour it on the ground and then mow, and then mow it over. All right. uh, but I was looking at the, the list of their beers that they have um, year-round. Mm-hmm. They have a milk stout, dude. Year-round? Year-round. Perfect. I, that's what I'm thinking. I'm, I'm hoping that... It? I don't know that. Bev, has, <laughs> Bev is the ultimate keeper uh, of the... Um, oh. 
of the um, of the beers. I'm hoping that they did. I'm hoping that they sent it because no. I mean, there's maybe uh, two or three people mm-hmm. that I can think of that have a, a milk stout year round. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure the, the shrug of her shoulders means she has everything under control. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I have everything. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure it is. Uh, uh, but I was pretty yeah. excited when I. Yeah, they have their core beers here. I'm waiting for our weird internet to kind of load. Uh, yeah, a chocolate milk stout. Excuse okay. Me. Um, American I have an IPA, of course. I have a golden ale at four point eight, which I'm really excited for. All right, uh, that's their core beer. I don't know what they. I don't know what they sent, um, but I was reading the notes from uh, the brewer Ashley. I believe. I apologize if I got the name wrong. And uh, she was like, "We kind of drink a lot of porters and stouts out here in Florida." Interesting. That's what I thought, too. Are they aware how hot it is down there? I don't think that they are. I think it's Hmm. like uh, Stockholm Syndrome, right? Okay. (laughs) You you hate it, and then suddenly you go, well, of course it's this way. Why wouldn't it be this way? Right. Ugh. I couldn't. When I was in Florida, that's the last. I was drinking a lot of rosé and yingling. Uh (laughs) Those were my two go-to drinks because they're so refreshing. I could not imagine drinking a fucking stout. Yeah, maybe, maybe they're just pretending that it's cold. Them drinking the stout is like, oh, yeah, it is cold outside. Yeah. Tricking. Or it's just the air conditioning is always cranked up so high that once they're inside... Dude, and it's so weird. It feels like a refrigerator. Yeah, like when... when, So we went there for a honeymoon and... uh, uh, We, like, landed and went to this shitty airport or this shitty uh, hotel and... um, well, across the street, it was looked like a chain tap house and you know restaurant, like a TJ Fridays or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you know we're walking up, and the windows are all all condensate, right? It's just condensation <laughs> all over the windows. I'm like, hmm. oh, what the hell's going on right now? Is that one of those weird clubs that like just soaks you with water or something? My t-shirt contest. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's happening, but uh, I've never been in a weirder climate than than Florida. Yeah, and I've been in Texas in the summer, and that's weird to me. But <laughs> Florida in the summer was weird. Yeah, you walk in the door, it's just a blast of cold air. Yeah, and it's like moist and and heavy mm-hmm. cold air, so <laughs> yeah. you don't know if it's if it feels good or not. And you're kind of <laughs> right. just, I'm just gonna sit here and wait, and and then it's really cold because you're wet. Yeah, from outside, and it's just the weirdest. Florida's weird. Well, man. maybe that condensation on the windows is other people's sweat. <laughs> maybe that's what it still is. Still sweating, right? And so it just condensates on the walls. It was the weirdest goddamn place I've ever been Ugh. to, man. But we're going back next year, so oh, we I guess are? it can't be too weird. Yeah, oh, you are. Yeah, I. Well, oh. hey, you're invited. We're going to Disney World. What's happening? Oh, Disney World. Yeah, I think the blobs are coming down. Okay. Uh, I think Bev and Sam and their blob are, are coming out. <laughs> Um, I know Theo Brew will probably be there because he lives. Right. He lives in the goddamn place. Uh, so there's a few people coming. I think I don't know. I think all of our Disney friends are yeah. going, but I'm not entirely sure. That sounds expensive. Uh, well, if you we're saving now. Oh, okay. So if you put away like a <laughs> hundred bucks a month, okay, in a year and a half, you should have it, right? That's I'll have something. You'll have some money. Yeah. And then you'll be able to tell for sure if you can go <laughs> or not. Yeah, I'll know then. I'll let you know. Right before we plan, right before the thing. you go, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, yes, it's going to be expensive because you have to stay on the resort. I mean, you don't have to, but that's what we're going to do at mm-hmm. the at the Polynesian at okay. Disney World because it's uh, it's like tiki themed and whatever. And but it's like four hundred and seventy bucks a night, dude. Do, it's not cheap. Do you think I could just throw a sleeping bag out on one of the beaches by the resort there? They have alligators, dude. Careful. <laughs> I haven't heard anything dangerous happening by hanging out at the beach there, so you it's got to be safe. No, I'll send you some news articles. Okay. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's pretty. Uh, yeah, I mean, it seems cheap. It seems like a cheap option. Yeah, last year some two year old kid got rolled by an alligator. I know. No, that's okay. why I was saying. Okay, I good. Sleep on the beach. Right, yeah, um, I can fight alligators. It's fine. You can. Hey, you can sleep on our floor. Oh, if you want. All right, and you can just split the hotel room. <laughs> oh, so I pay half to sleep. You pay on the half floor. to sleep on the floor. Yeah. Okay. Well, a Sign guy like up. you needs to be uncomfortable. I think. I feel better that way. Yeah, I feel like your bed is really hard. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's just you. I think Candy has a soft side, and I think you just put a piece of plywood on top of your side and sleep on that. And that's what yeah. I feel like. Right. Discomfort is actually my my comfort. Comfort. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. You know me so well. <laughs> yeah. I don't even use conditioner. I just, I fucking, you know, I hate, I hate, I hate soft things. <laughs> yeah, I use sandpaper instead of a loofah. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, thank you to More Beer, our sponsor of this show from the, from, from the jump, from minus, from day minus one. Uh, you get absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home by going to morebeer.com. I need to go back to More Beer and Brew. Uh, Warren and I were talking at the break, Tasty, about, um, NHC judging happened this weekend. Yeah, kind of late for our region was later. I think. Yeah, and so I was talking to, to Brian on uh, Doctor Homebrew last week, and he was like, "Well, because we had two giant homebrewing judging events in this region, all right, with like World Cup of Beer or whatever." Right, right. That's right. And that doesn't even matter. State Fair or something like that. State Fair. No, not, yeah, and then uh, really, and then World Cup. Yeah. Like two weekends in a row, and so the last weekend was uh, the first time, right? Yeah, first opening. The State yeah. Fair homebrew competition is this early? The commercial competition? Yeah, well, no, it's way early. Yeah. Oh, wow. It's already done. Huh. And awarded. Yeah. Wow. The commercial competition registration yeah, they, hasn't even really happened they yet. They moved it out. <laughs> yeah, they moved it out of the way. Okay. It's crazy. So, I, you know, I, I've been kind of, you know, been all pissy about it because I see people like Indianapolis and Seattle. Right. Excuse me, oh, uh, got curious. their yeah, got their things. Well, I'm like, what you did? What I the mean, fuck? I have a three and a half percent beer. Couldn't, you, couldn't oh, totally. you have entered in those regions no. instead? Yeah, I didn't know. I had no idea. No. I mean, I guess I didn't think about it. It's not that I didn't know. I didn't <laughs> think about it. <laughs> the real disadvantage is you can't like rebrew. The, you have less time to rebrew the beer. Right, right. Yeah. You know, like say you like, oh, you know, I'll just rebrew, rebrew it, and I'll taste them both about the mm-hmm. time you send them away, and then you can decide which one you like the best. Is that because the HA hates does and doesn't I think want that, them to no, win? I think that's what it is. That sounds like what it yeah. is. Those uh, is going to do real well this year. <laughs> Look out! I don't doubt it. <laughs> Look out! Yeah. They got it. I mean, yeah. what I what I didn't understand was, you know, what do you do if you have a, a super delicate IPA or, or something like that, right? Like a month out, and and then do you plan for that? Like if you see the judge, I mean, do you well, see you just the? Go ahead you, and make it. It's probably well, a good right. beer anyway. Yeah, yeah, but the the dry hops are going to be, you know, there's not going to be as much well, aroma four weeks, the, five weeks later, right? Well, yeah, that's true. but you can dry hop it later. You can dry hop it before you send it. I did it right before. And yeah. and the benefit is that everyone that you're competing against at that tasting has also had their IPA aging. Oh uh, yeah, you're not going against the Indianapolis people yet, so you could rebrew for the final competition when you would be going against those people. True. I'm, trying, I'm on their website trying to figure out if I uh, if they have the results up. Well, you know, last time the Doze did win it all, it was in Minneapolis. Oh, I thought it was last year. No. Who won last year? The Bring Network. Quaff <laughs> did. Yeah, I was going to say, we, oh, Bring okay. Network did not win. No. Quaff did. okay. How do I find it? was Bring Network. Bring Network. Yeah, the well, best right. loss we've ever had. <laughs> yeah. Feels good, doesn't it? It did. <laughs> it's good to lose. <laughs> Uh, I just want to find out if, uh, uh, man, if you... If, Do you see, think your your results are up right now? I don't know. Check it right now. Yeah, I'm right, checking right, right now. Yeah. 
It's funny, man. We'll be back after this. Right. You know, you know, I've, I've always thought what? Homebrew Con was kind of a cheesy, weird name. Yeah, I still don't like that name. But I just, okay, so I just Googled, I just Googled, in, see, I'm not binging, which is probably my first mistake. Hmm. Um, NHC results 2017. And uh, I get like, uh, I get uh, NHC 2017 results, horse race handicapping. (laughs) (laughs) So the recap Hmm. of 2017 Uh, National Handicapping Championship in Vegas. So I can see why they've changed. um, Their beers are all hung up in that competition. There's a yeah. there's a competition for handicapping. Apparently, yeah. dude. Where else would you have it but Las Vegas? Oh, do you have to sign up? Oh, uh, wait, no, Chicago, Sacramento, verifying results. You motherfuckers. Mm. Winners posted, but there's no. No, ones. they got a lot of work. It takes three or four days. To... Does it? Yeah. All right. You might know fast. by Wednesday. All right. Well, then you're not really motherfuckers, but. How many beers do you have in that competition? Right? Uh, two. Well, just rebrew both of them right now. They're... When, when are they due? When's the second round due? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, Thank you. If you ever find the website, we'll, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I found the, the website, but in Las Vegas, what they think it'll be? Right, we should have them handicap our exactly. results. They should handicap your beers. They should, and then maybe you have a chance. <laughs> I don't know. We were talking about a little bit about like how to like change it. Would you do any tweaks to it? Because I was tasting the beers last or this past weekend when they're being judged, hopefully looking for flaws or whatever. And, of course, I didn't find any flaws. But there were things I would change. Not that they were flawed, but... Some of the other regions have their scores and their score sheets in front of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Have at it. Did they... Do you have any left of those batches? I do. I have one bottle of each. And I I thought about bringing them in, but... uh, Oh, to to what? To To re-enter those same ones. In round two? Yeah. No, I don't... I mean, I don't think I would do that with, like, the the Grodzitski or whatever. I mean, that's a 3% beer. Well, maybe not that one, but the porter. The oatmeal stout? stout. Yeah, oatmeal stout. Fucking porter. (laughs) The the oatmeal stout that tasted like a porter? (sighs) Damn it. (laughs) Who's this fucking (laughs) asshole over here? Who's this guy? Uh, Fucking Warren. You gotta bring your your score sheet and read it to us. Oh, you know I'm going to. Yeah. For sure, I'll get it tattooed on my fucking back. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid. I'm I'm looking forward to the results. Yeah. He wasn't before. You have beers but, uh, in there? No, I stopped entering. Yeah, I thought, but I thought yeah, you like let the other guys have a chance. You know? Oh yeah, for yeah, sure. sure. Yeah, well, you've won no, so many times I, in a row that it's hard. More to... than me, so I, instead of embarrassing myself, I bowed. You out. bowed out gracefully. Yeah, yeah. retired champion. Mm-hmm. I thought you came out of. What do you drink? You look drinking dishwater. I thought about <laughs> asking. I think Aaron fucked you over and he gave no, you dishwater. No, it's a cellar maker. No, uh, that's too bad. Mm. Um, I thought you were coming out of retirement or something. I had talked about that, and the, those guys, like, you know, pushing me to the lake. Those guys? Go, those, yeah, those guys. Those yeah. guys. I go, like, why? So I went, I, I was like, I'll beat you in your category? Really? Is that what you want? <laughs> a boy. For what you yeah. wish for, you know? Yeah. yeah. Now, if you guys, you know, don't know how to make a good IPA, sure, I'll come off the bench. But come on. Tasting <laughs> your beers, you got this. Okay, so, you, so uh, yeah. You got this. Right. They'll probably, you know, get first, second, third in the category. I hope they get swept in IPA just just so you can go. Eh. I thought you had it, guys. You blew well, the, it. And all the, re- the regional sort of comps, the state fair, and then the World Cup last week. Yeah, they did really, really well, like better than any other club. Nice, nice. Well, we'll see. We'll see, man. So if Doze doesn't do well, then you're competing next year. Is what yeah. you're saying? <laughs> is that what's happening? <laughs> I got to start brewing some more. I'm like, I'm really lax in this brewing thing. I just got. I'm supposed to be doing a. Uh, Recipe development for a big collaboration I'm going to do. Yeah. Oh. And I've been like putting it off way too long. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Why? What are you doing? <laughs> well, because I, I know that I really don't have to have this recipe till like summertime. Okay. Uh, I know I got time. Oh, see, so you have plenty of time. Well, I do, but 
He's focusing on growing his beard. My collaborator is saying, hey, how you doing? How's it going? Yeah. And you're like, dude, did you fucking brush Michelangelo? (laughs) No, (laughs) asshole. Was Picasso ever rushed? How long did it take to paint the Sistine Chapel? Right. Usually when you do collaboration, you show up for Brudet and you go like, throw some shit together, you know. I mean, you, you might you have, have talked about room? the grain bill, so yeah. it's in the grist box. Yeah. But the hops, you don't even talk about that until you get there. But, the, but now, this, this one I'm supposed to like develop a real risk. Oh, shit. So, for, then we're going to take and taste it and modify it. And stuff. So this is work. Well, if, it was, if I got paid, it'd be work. This is, no, this is yeah, okay. Uh, you know, All right. Amateur brain. Right. On a professional scale. Yeah, <laughs> literally. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's like, well, can we talk about who it's we, with or it's no? Twenty first Amendment. Oh, nice. It's going to be in all all their home market, uh-huh. thirty wow. states, right? In six pack cans. Cool. And uh, tasty logo will be on the can. Nice, nice. Yeah. Big deal. Yeah. How many What's, people will know what that is? Um, like four. 5%, okay. 5%. Yeah. Do you have? I'm assuming you have stats on your fan base. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I should have something on the can that says. Oh. <laughs> so that would oh. be a good idea. Well, there'll be. If you a- can name my the, my brewing network catchphrase. Right. I'll send you some crap. I don't well, even know what that is. Will and I work be, with you. Yep, yep, silly. Will there be a golden oh. cookie you know, in a few of the six packs? No, there will be no find- cookie reference. It's empty, but it's just a stack no, of just cookies. A golden like cookie a sleeve of cookies. That you get a special trip. To 21st Amendment. Yeah, to lose to, your mind. To get in the factory. Right. Yeah, like Willy Wonka. I could put a sticker in the bottom of one of those cans. I mean, I, you know, I'll grab one out the line. It's like, whatever, dude. Yeah. Willy Wonka. All right. Yeah. Hey, that's a good idea, I'm thinking. <laughs> Sully's down for all that crap. Jeez. Sure. Oh, yeah. that's the kind of marketing he would love, dude. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right, maybe we'll do that. There you go. All right. And then Warren gets to take, Warren gets to show them around. Because <laughs> yeah. it's his idea. Let me show you around 21st Amendment. Right. Yeah. Sully's not here. No, Sully, he's not here. No, he's not no, here. Yeah. He's not that guy standing over there that looks no. like Sully. <laughs> but follow me over here. Right. Why, why am I walking in these cans? <laughs> well, that sounds exciting, Tasty. I hope, is, you, yeah. I hope you get your... Uh, I hope my prototyping done. I hope you're yeah. back on your bullshit. Yes. Can you yeah. say what the style is? But yeah, it's going to be an IPA. Oh, great. Oh, okay, yeah. nice. Of course, right? Yeah. Nothing like like they don't fucking make enough IPAs at 2 and 8. Well... They should change it to 2 and IPA. Like That's what they should. <laughs> yeah. People like them. People do they, like they want, them. They like the six-pack format, which means you got to have like right. know, something that people would like to drink. Yeah. Bunch of, which is IPA. That's true. Well, and now that you tell me that it's with Sully, it makes sense why he's hammering you for a recipe and you, he wants to develop it and fine-tune it because right. he's so like no. protective about shit and he just wants to get in everything. No, he, wants yeah. to he likes good. it. Yeah. Well, especially if it's going to go in all of their markets. Better taste good. Right. I'm thinking. I would email him back and be like, well, just trust me. Slow. You tap me to Slow do this. Roll. Yeah, <laughs> you just, just trust me. Uh, you know, all this all this uh, attention I'm getting from you means that you don't trust my my prowess as the yeah. the hop yeah. uh, blender uh, extraordinaire or something like that. I don't know. Well, last yeah. week I, t- I told him, well, I want to be traveling uh, till early May. But when I get back, I'm all over it. I said, I'm probably, all over it. I'm all, all in. I said. They probably gave him a, a little mini stroke. <laughs> he didn't respond. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, he's said, he's in the hospital. That's Sully. <laughs> he's not responding. Um, okay, let me do. Let me do some feedback. Yes, we got a lot of feedback today. Oh and boy, I'm pretty uh, pretty excited about it. Some of it's pretty funny. Some of it's pretty aggressive. Oh, which I kind of mm, like. Also, okay. strong feelings about Justin being back. Um, no, none of that, which is very oh. surprising. <clears throat> 
this one is from Tim. He says, hey, guys, I just finished uh, listening to the session episode with Basque Land Brewing today. It was an enjoyable interview. And kudos to Ben Matz for holding it together at 3 frickin' a.m. And kudos to you guys for making that a smooth interview. It can't be easy as you make it sound. Yeah, I mean, you know. I, I I appreciate Homeboy coming on the show when he was super tired, but it was it, the, the hard part. And that's not the hard part because everyone's tired, and we know that he's going to open up as the show goes on, and that's what happened. But uh, we didn't have the beer; it got held up in customs, so that was the tough yeah. part. That was really hard to talk to people without having their beer. Right. <clears throat> um, so he says. So as Ben was talking about tea talks, I don't know. It's cigar dochigisi. I have no idea what these two words are. T X O T X. Oh, was that when we were talking about cider? Yeah. Yeah. What is that word supposed to be? I don't know. I don't. Is it supposed to be an acronym? No. They pronounce their T's and X's weird. No. In... You should know. You're the guy who's best in cider, so. Well, yeah, I'm not talking about it. Oh, I just right. do it. I'm a natural. No, oh, okay, great. <laughs> uh, I honestly thought he was high or deliriously sleep deprived sleep deprived or possibly both until later this evening when a random article came across my flip board okay millennial slow down i don't know what that means i don't know what that means either from food and wine that talked about the basque cider traditions and referenced exactly that tipples golden showers of cider salt cod omelets and massively raw steaks what are the odds that twice in one day i'd hear about the traditions of spanish cider <laughs> wait golden showers of insider yeah wasn't that he was talking about like a fountain of cider or something like that or i forget there's spray cider everywhere I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Um, I missed so, that part. I yeah. missed that show. So congrats on reaching a level of sophistication that puts you on the same plane as Food and Wine magazine. Oh, thank hey, you. You're very welcome. Yeah. Uh, hey, thanks for everything you do. Keep it up. Uh, that's what she said, Tim. Like you're surprised that we're sophisticated. I know, right? Shit. Kind of rude. I haven't even picked my nose in like two hours. Yeah, you should do that. Oh, shit. I need okay. a magazine, I guess. <laughs> you need a magazine. Uh, this is from Fuckers. No, wait. This is from Fucking Tim. <laughs> oh, totally different. Right. <clears throat> Dear BN, I'm listening, I'm listening to the 32717 session, Baskland Brewing, in particular the beer news. I quite enjoyed the somewhat subdued bashing of Hill Farmstead Brewing. However, I think you should have completely and utterly buried them. Even beyond their whining about protecting the Vermont brand, they don't treat their customers very well and are incredibly pretentious. Some friends of mine stopped there recently and were treated rudely. They mistakenly asked for a beer that wasn't currently on tap, despite the giant video screens advertising the beer, saying to the person at the bar, I'd like to try whatever it was. The Hill Farmstead employee replied, no, you will not, and continued to chide them on exactly what beers were available in a very curt, cunty voice and manner. Also, there were some beers there that they were allowed to purchase, but under no circumstances are allowed to leave the premises. Um, I'll never go to their pretentious, arrogant, cock-sucking brewery and never drink their teabag beer. Fuck those guys and fuck Vermont and fuck their brand. Fuckers. Fucking Tim. All right. I, I Tim, I would say that uh, that's... And they sucked his cock, too. I mean, right. Well, appar- right? Yeah. Uh, apparently, uh, you know, that's secondhand information, so I wouldn't necessarily hang my hat on the yeah, fact that these people that. were rude. It's, yeah. I'm yeah. sure they're your friend, but... Uh, like, you've never blown a story out of proportion. Um, that being said, there's rude people that work in every bar. So, sure. Right. Take it um, all with a grain of salt. Yeah. Yeah. I did we'll have to see, go there and find out ourselves. I did see somewhere uh, an entrepreneur in some other industry, not beer, mm-hmm. but was very adamant about how special he was from being from Vermont 
and how his company <laughs> was extra special. And I was like, is it a, is it a state thing? It might or, be. Are people just no, Vermont, Vermont, Vermont? Just cross the line, the border, and you're you're better. Yeah, sure. I guess. Wow. Yeah. I, it, first, after the Hill Farmstead thing, I saw that. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, it must be a, a whole state it, mentality thing over there. It sounds like. Are, are we guilty of that? Or you, I think we're guilty of that somewhere. Right? Uh, California? Yeah, no. Do we, we ever nose up in here? Some people, maybe. But in I, general, I don't think so. I mean, I'm talking about general about half the guys like you know, have some swagger because they make West Coast beer. Oh, in beer in general. Um, no, I, I think it's the industry in general. I think if you're making craft beer, you, some people take that as like they're better than everybody because they're making craft. They're oh, not no, industrial I'm beer. Just about wet, like, just we're talking state. about Vermont. Yeah. Terms of like no, I know. I'm some, just trying to justify. Like, how about we do the same. Like, well, even California. Forget about West Coast. We. I don't. I don't. I don't see it. At least, we have like the marketing people seem to make a bigger deal. I'm sure. I, most yeah. of the people I know are well, I know every, all levels. All parts of it, but all the breweries I know take it pretty chill. They don't mm-hmm. like, take it seriously. But no. the marketing people seem to. I don't know that I've ever noticed a brewer be like, "I make good beer. I, I brew in California." Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, I've never heard. I've like, never, I've heard, never heard, heard the that. state uh, designation. Maybe the 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 the, the region, like region, the West, West Coast, Coast or yeah. something. Like, hey, we make better IPAs than everybody. Yeah, I've, yeah, for sure. Um, but I've never said. Like, I've never heard anybody go. Well, California IPAs are far superior than Oregon IPAs, and you can all go fuck off. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, California people would make that argument. So yeah, I think we're pretty much <laughs> on the West Coast. Is, I think we'd all say the same thing. Yeah. yeah now, I mean, I'm glad to be associated yeah. with Oregon. Actually. Yeah. Well, yeah. now th- maybe things would be different if if instead of West Coast IPA it was called California style. IPA, then that yeah. might be different yeah. with a Vermont designation or argument or whatever. But I, I don't it think seems I to would. Me it's the same. I don't think or the I Oregon has different beer than California. I wouldn't give a shit if 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 it was called California IPA, right? California style beer, or California style IPA, and it was brewed in fucking Wisconsin. I don't care. Right? Yeah, that wouldn't. I wouldn't be. Like, no. no. That's Wisconsin IPA. Yeah, but yeah. I'm not working hard no. to build a California brand or whatever. No, but so there's a lot of guys across the country call, that they call themselves a West Coast IPA. No, we don't sure. like you know get the attorney generals together from uh, the three western states and uh, sue them. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's not what happens. That's not brewed in the West Coast. <laughs> so I don't know. Whatever. It's it fine. Is, yeah. Okay. Thanks. Fucking Tim had a lot of shit to say about thanks, it. Thanks. So, yeah. No. Uh, this is from Andrew in Sydney, Australia. <laughs> <laughs> you hear how I, I did the Australian accent at the end? Oh, pretty you good. know, I was watching uh, the new um, Independence Day, the sequel. Oh, right, how which was, that? was pretty bad. I imagine it was. Uh, but I was like, whatever. Um, and I realized that pretty much every disaster movie takes place in the major part of the world. Australia never gets hit with it. Like, Mad Max wasn't necessarily a, a disaster movie about Australia. It was just kind of a worldwide thing, and it was took place in Australia. But I think if you want to survive, you should move to Australia. Everywhere well, else is going to get people. hit. There's only like six million there. So. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Hmm. Uh, Did I, it actually take place in Australia, or they just filmed it there because it looks like... Mad Max? Um I don't know. That. Wasteland. That's a. Those are both great <laughs> questions. <laughs> it could be both. Okay. I, mean, I don't I, know. I don't know. Um, everyone in it was Australian. Hmm. Well, that so, might be just budget. Yeah, well, look, uh, I don't know. Let's get uh, uh, what, Tom Hanks. Who was in it? Tom Hanks. Tom, I think it was Tom. Hanks. Was the main guy. Yeah. Let's get Tom Hanks on the phone. He's from Concord. Yeah, I'm friends with him. Uh, anyway, I just thought it was interesting. Like, uh, you know, if I want to survive the uh, next apocalyptic wave of monster movies, we should move to Australia. You don't have to deal with that fucking bullshit. Hmm. It's hard to get there. It's hard to get there. Also, Antarctica would be an option. 
Yeah, but that's ridiculous. Okay. Uh, hey, guys, and Bevo. I just wanted to update you on something from your previous show when you were talking about the Brewers of Vermont taking issue with the use of Vermont in beer names. There is actually a class action underway from the citizens of Piddleson who want reparations made for the use of their city name, too. It's been going on for far too long. I don't think they go far enough. We should also be shutting down Brad Smith and all those other Napster-like purveyors of injustice for helping you replicate the proprietary water profiles of places all around the globe. I imagine there's sarcasm here. In, mm. in all seriousness, if the brewers of Vermont want to change things, they should start calling their beers cloudy IPAs, having a logo or a brand saying it's brewed in Vermont. That way they will find out that nobody gives a shit, and it's just referencing a style. Anyway, thanks for the many hours of shows. I've only been listening for about six months, but have listened back to some older interviews, and I love Dr. Homebrew. Oh, nice. Uh, still haven't figured out why everyone wants Beardy to shut up, but I'll figure it out eventually. Why is it? I, why is it Doctor Homebrew thing in a different font? Did somebody add that in there or something? Or? No, it's oh. it's no no it's uh, fine. It's, fine? Okay. it's totally fine. <laughs> Don't. It's just he 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 That's told fair. me that he couldn't add it in, and he asked me to add it in <laughs> later. So it's uh, it's cool. totally fine. Totally is the part about me not shutting up in the normal font too, or is that? Yes, yeah, but uh, no, it's not. It's a different font also oh, okay. altogether. Um, Why don't we come up with our own hazy beer? Let's call it California Haze. Or, uh, yeah, well, I, I, here's what I think we should do, because okay, there right. there is the East Coast, West Coast rift against IPAs and sure. rap music, well, and we, we all know that West kind Coast, of shit, yeah, right? Uh, but, so let's don't make, lump all East Coast IPA West Coast with the hazy IPAs. No, no, I'm not. I'm just oh, saying just in general, right, yeah. before the hazy crap. Yeah. So let's make the, quote, smooth, velvety, you know, juicy, <laughs> yeah. whatever, but yeah. let's make those, but clarify them. Let's make them, let's make them clear because you can you get the same mouth feel, and then no, you so, don't. yes you do no, absolutely you do no, that, that, yes you do those are particles floating in there yeah that's but you get the same feel. you get the same mouth feel do you yeah have you filtered them yeah you have I've had them well. No, there's a brewery. Uh, what's it? Moonraker. I, I haven't. Right? I haven't done them side by side. No, but I have. But I. But I have. But I have done. I have had bur, right. bur, beers from breweries who go. This is my juicy IPA, but it's clear. Right. And to me, it ta- the mouthfeel is 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 very very similar, if not the same, to uh, to any of the other weird cloudy beers I've been forced to. Meaning they use the same grist with oats or, or mm-hmm. high protein. Well, grain. Then what yeah. about that protein in that? Well, whatever. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, we need to try that. We we'll have to get the, the Marshall shot on this thing here and uh, see if we can get a difference. Yeah. I mean, what's the ultimate way to, to tell, right? Do you we take we're, some beer to a centrifuge? Get a sixtal, and we filter it, and mm-hmm. then we carbonate the, you know, both of them, the clean and the, and the yeah. dirty, and then we try them side by side. Yeah. That's anyway, in- we'll do that. Yeah. Well, I think you would have to run the, well, I don't know. You'd have to run the clear beer through the filter also, right, just to replicate the circumstances in well, case no, any change in flavor he comes was saying from you'd take the cloudy one filter it to make yeah. it clear and then compare it no i know but i'm go. saying but if you but if you process the clear one or the, the cloudy one into a clear one and you don't touch the clear one wouldn't it stand a reason that maybe something in your process can add a flavor or whatever so you would have to run through no no I, what <laughs> Like so, if you 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 have a cloudy and a clear one, right. and you touch the cloudy right. one, but you don't touch clear one, shouldn't you at least run the clear one through a filter? Also, I understand that well, it's not actually going to do it'll, anything, it'll but, but but any, but any pick up flavors, no, so then you can go, then you can better qualify them because you can't touch one and not the other, and then say they're comparable. Well, no, Tasty's saying take you brew one beer, right? But instead of putting 
instead of packaging two kegs, yeah. you package one keg and then you filter the beer that goes into the second keg. No, I know, I understand. Okay. I'm total. I, I'm. I get. I get that so basic so concept. Same beer. Okay. It's the same beer, but one is. But one is going through an extra step, and I wonder if. If well, you should run both through the same step, just to make just to make sure that you're not picking up any flavors so then from the be filter, but then they then both you'd be add clear. some stuff back to make it cloudy. How would you? I mean, how? No. Where's this? How they? They're yeah, the they're, same if you filter. Them. Am I? Am, I mean, I may be really you're retarded. About brewing two beers? No, no, no. I'm talking about the same beer. <laughs> the same yeah. beer. Okay. But okay. So so in, in here's the, okay. In my thinking, you have uh, to be totally scientific. Both beers have to be run through the same exact process. Because in case because if you're okay, if you're if you're filtering the cloudy beer and maybe you get some pickup from the filtering or it strips out more than your other clear beer no, than the gonna, clear beer it's going to take out more. Well, but you're you're but you're testing what Same. what impact does removing that haze in the the particulate that's floating in there? You're testing what would impact you do that it has in, on the at flavor. The brewery or would you do it like at home? I would do it at home. I would grab I get a five gallons from him. That's what I'm saying. I would filter two and a half into a cake. Okay. And we always bring samples in. We try. Well, right. I think if you did it at home, I think you would need to run the clear beer through the filtering process. That's how it got clear. Well, you're just, you're just, I you know. have to assume that the filtering process is just as good and, ha- and doesn't have a right. negative impact. But, you, but in order to be scientific, you can't assume. So I would just, if you're going to run it through your process at home, just to make sure there's no, there's no influence from the, the paper, there's no influence, sure. you had a little bit more sanitizer. Mm-hmm. I don't know. All these things, I'm just, I'm just kind of talking out loud. I didn't mean for it to get like, no, too far afield. No, particles but, in this haze contain flavors and right. bitterness and stuff. Yes. Yeah. It's going to change the beer for sure. Yeah. It might make it better. I, I, I guarantee you it would make it better. I do, too. Yeah. I, was, I was being uh, open-minded. <laughs> yeah, said why? We, why? I rely on uh, you, Warren. <laughs> we'll do this, and we'll bring uh, Alex Tweet back in to taste it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but do you see what I mean? Well, we'll talk about it off the air, because I, I don't know. I just I want to feel smart for No, I get that. We don't want to, like, attribute too much to the process. Right. Right. I mean, but fine. But you for have our, to do something. We won't be as scientific as maybe as philosophy might be. But, uh, yeah, we'll, yeah. I'm saying we could be. We why could not? be, Okay, anyway, sorry, moving on. Uh, this is from Slop Bucket Brews. He said, just scored gold at Calgary Homebrew Competition. Thanks to Tasty, Jamil, and Palmer with the good advice. More importantly, thanks to Justin to let me know what not to do. Lol. So good job for you. Oh, gold nice. medal, Slop Bucket. Thanks for I'm the, the only kudos. One who cares. Appreciate it. Uh, this is from... Uh, fuck, I didn't put his name down. Uh, thank you guys so much for throwing Wheeler Walker Jr. out there. He's fucking hilarious, and if you haven't already heard them, check out Bird Cloud. Uh, was that like a Native American version of Wheeler Walker Jr.? I don't know. Uh, they are the female equivalent. You might be able to play some song, whatever. Thank you for the wealth of knowledge and stupid Chechnya jokes. Please keep it up. Oh, this is from Austin. He gives the other Austin. Um, yeah, so thank you, Austin. Um, and thank you for liking Wheeler Walker Jr. <laughs> are you paid by him? <laughs> Can you mention his name? Uh, no, but I wish. Uh, this is from Darren in San Blas. Wherever that is. Uh, during the feedback on the Basque Land episode, Quinn gave you guys shit about not knowing that Pyramid was owned by Florida Ice Lawn Service and Leather Goods, which mm-hmm. is a subsidiary of Costa, some Costa Rican outfit. But did you know the important thing and the only thing listeners really care about, the difference between craft beer and corporate beer? If it takes a Bloomberg machine to figure out who owns the fucking place, it's not craft beer. So there you go. That's from yeah. Darren. Opinions by Darren. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I agree. Actually, I'm trying to piece together some random beer news because I just found this other article that would be interesting to talk about on this show. But I don't know One if we'll get to it. Not enough for news. 
No, it's not. It's I'll find not. Something. It's not. Is that just new? Oh, we could talk about the, uh, the, the choice thing. You said stuff that uh, a couple articles were out about, like uh, the psychological effect to have too many choices when you go to get a beer. No, oh. but I would like to. That's good. We, we'll Google that. That's I yeah. I think I yeah. We've sure. I think we've talked about it on the show for a while. I talked to a few people about mm-hmm. that. You can't be inundated. Like you go to a, right. a yard house, like a hundred taps. Yeah. No, there's they, no way. Give me just, five choices. You, dude. you go to what you know at that point. Yeah. And don't try anything new. No. Uh, this next one is from Seth. He says, I wanted to pass along that John at the Beer Law Center is a great guy. As if we didn't know that. Actually, <laughs> sorry, feedback is brought to you by John at the Beer Law Center. Go to BeerLawCenter.com. John is working hard to protect us. He will protect you from all the traps and trials and tribulations. Uh, and he does have a new book coming out, and it's going to be amazing. I'm kind of reading a little bit now. and uh, Just a little bit. Just a little bit, though. I'm right. skimming it. I'm not really reading it. Um, anyway, uh, brought to you by John at the Beer Law Center. Sounds like a great guy. <laughs> you know what? Seth thinks so, too. Oh. Uh, recently, in a post on the Brewers Association forum, someone asked a question about the TTB. He got some answers here and there, including some two-sentence answers from some other beer lawyer saying, call me and I can help you for a fee, I'm assuming. Well, John replied to this guy in a really long post and answered in detail. And nowhere in his post did he try to solicit any sort of business for himself. In essence, John gave this guy and everyone else in the forum free legal advice and did not ask for anything in return. I thought that was really great of him and wanted to pass it along to you guys. On another note, I was going to bitch about your hobby of a show and your shitty sound quality, but after last week's show, I'm now kind of scared of Justin Roydley. That's true. That was pretty funny. Uh, that was from Seth. This is from... Oh, this is a long one. Jesus Christ. Tom O'Shea. <clears throat> it was generous of him to give all the information. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool, man. It's really cool. Uh, I mean, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna ask a, a question in a forum, the last thing you want is having someone go, "Hey, call me. I'll tell you what you." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I could have fucking googled you if I wanted to call somebody. Right, dick fucker. Uh, dear session, uh, dear session crew, and Justin, I think I owe you an apology after hearing you flip out over slot bucket or something, tagging a guest in a tweet criticizing the BN. I realized I made a similar Twitter faux pas recently, or Fox Pass. Isn't. Who just won that medal that we clapped for? Slow slot bucket. But I don't know if that was slot bucket or I don't know if it was or not. Oh. Am I talking to you? We might have just clapped for Justin's nemesis. They shocked me. Oh, okay. Uh, I recently tweeted as tonight's Beerles Brewing Network, a helpful hint to... uh, He was bitching us about pronouncing Nishimini wrong. It's Mm. Nishamini, not Nishimini, like ShamWow. As you can see, I did tag the advertiser, but I didn't realize how that might be constructed. I wasn't trying to tattle on you to the advertiser. I only included them to add... I like we're guilting this dude into, like, <laughs> repenting right now. Uh, I only included them to add credibility to my claim about the pronunciation. I wouldn't have even tweeted it about it at first. I just figured it was some sort of misinterpretation of a fast-talking, Philadelphia-accented contact at Nishamani Creek. See, now I know. <clears throat> but then you guys really started to emphasize the I sound where I know there is an A. And I'm thinking, what the hell? Don't they know what sound an A makes? Apparently not. Um, that's why I call you an ice hole. Not an a. Uh. Anyway. Uh, that still wasn't enough to make me tweet. It wasn't until listening to the Sour Hour on one and a half speed, because that's the only way I can get through that much Moscow. And Jay asked if that was the proper pronunciation, and Moscow repeated it again with the wrong vowel sound. Maybe it was the higher speed, but it just sounded so annoying coming out of, <laughs> coming out of his pompous mouth, all sounding like it rhymes with Jiminy, as in the cricket, that I felt compelled to tweet. 
I use Instagram and Facebook much more than Twitter, and I admit I'm not up to date on Twitter etiquette. Okay, we get it. Tom is very sorry. He's so sorry. Uh, that said, Neshaminy Creek in just a few short years is definitely one of the best breweries in Delaware Valley. Uh, their Churchville Lager, which is a Vienna Lager, is my go-to beer. So that's cool. I'm looking forward to your episode with them. Yeah, they're coming up next week, I think, Bev. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for the apo- apology. Yeah. Uh, I love you guys. Yeah, thanks for the nice words about Moscow, too. Yeah. I love you all, guys and gal, on the session. I can truly say now that Moscow is not on the show. Cheers. <laughs> Drink up, never down. Truly. <clears throat> Uh, two more to get through. Sorry, guys. Uh, this is from Greg. He says, "What's up, Dick Trickles? Just wanted you. To, just wanted to know what the hell's going on with Nico Brew. I might have missed your update in a previous podcast, but still curious. Uh, love the show, Greg. Uh, Nico. I don't know. Nico's having a big sale. He's doing some stuff. Can we? T- I don't know if we can talk about it or not. My last correspondence was to stop talking about it. Yeah, I know he wanted to come on and like explain. I think he explained it on. You know what? Tell you what. Go to Nico Brew's Facebook page and scroll back from some posts. I think he posted a yeah, while ago about what's went going south, on. He mentioned why it was doing that. Yeah. So uh, I don't want to like out anybody right now, Greg, and I apologize. Um, but you know, email Nico. He'll he'll tell you his dirty laundry. I don't. I just. Yeah. I don't know what we can say, what we can't. So. Just better safe than sorry. Last one, Blobberglop writes in. He says, looks like maybe an impromptu BNA show will be required to award Sloppy with his already hard-earned and prematurely unchallengeable until the next year Douche of the Year award. <laughs> it's pretty good. Talking about Slop Bucket. Slop Bucket, yeah. Uh, there you go. That is the, uh, that's the feedback, dude. See, we had a lot we of it. We did it. Wow. Told People you have feelings. People have fucking tons of feelings, dude. And that's okay. We're here for you. <laughs> we are here for you. Hope they feel better now. Yeah. <laughs> you know who else is here for you, though, Warren? Grogtag. The folks at Grogtag have been hard at work creating new ways for you to customize your homemade creations. They recently dropped a brand new template on us called Dark Side, and they've just expanded their selection of bottle caps to include red and green options. With all these products ready to receive your great ideas, there's no reason your bottles should be left naked any longer. Cover them up with Grog Tags. Head over to grogtag.com now and enter code BNARMY at checkout to take 10% off your next order. That's grogtag.com. Okay, we're going to take a break here, everybody. We're going to come back with the fine people from Barley Mo Brewing. We're going to drink their beers. We're going to talk about their beers. And we might get naked. I don't know. It's the session. Hang on. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Are you a member of the White Labs Customer Club? If not, you should be. It's the easiest way to earn free stuff for turning in your old homebrew labels from either vials or pure pitch. All you have to do is save your labels and redeem them for things like free yeast, an exclusive White Labs t-shirt or sweatshirt, and even the opportunity to brew with the yeast man himself, Chris White. Signing up is easy. Just go to whitelabs.com slash customer club, fill out the registration form, and then mail in your labels. They will return the favor by sending you awesome White Labs swag. Go sign up today at whitelabs.com slash customer club. White Labs, pure yeast and fermentation since 1995. 
21st Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? First Amendment. Watch out! The 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can. Featuring... Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of... Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Suck it, JP. Brewing Great Beer is a process of continuous learning, and the best books on every aspect of brewing can be found at Brewers Publications, with more than 50 awesome titles like Modern Homebrew Recipes by Gordon Strong, Designing Great Beers, The Ultimate Guide to Brewing Classic Beer Styles by Ray Daniels, American Sour Beers, Innovative Techniques for Mixed Fermentations by Michael Tonsmeyer, For the Love of Hops, The Practical Guide to Aroma, Bitterness, and the Culture of Hops by Stan Hieronymus and Radical Brewing Recipes, Tales, and World Altering Meditations in a Glass by Randy Mosher, plus many, many more. These are the books and the authors with the knowledge to push your brewing farther than you thought possible. And you'll find them all at fine homebrew and book retailers everywhere. And visit the website at BrewersPublications.com. Brewers Publications, all the best on beer and brewing. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, More Beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. MoreBeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. MoreBeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to MoreBeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to MoreBeer.com today and take advantage of The Buzz, The Forum, The Learning Center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Marin Brewing Company in Northern California has been making award-winning beers for more than 25 freaking years. Today, I want to tell you about their new 12-ounce cans of Mount Tam Pale Ale. The good stuff, Mount Tam is bright gold, 5.5% ABV to keep you feeling good, and has been winning awards since 1989. If you're visiting the Bay Area, get your butt out to Marin Brewing Company. They pour tasty beers and serve great food every day until midnight. Come in for a tour, stay for the food, and pick up a six-pack of cans of Mount Camp Pale Ale to enjoy at home, camping, biking, or whatever the hell you do. Owner Brandon Moylan has this to say about Marin Brewing Beers. It's freaking awesome. Marin Brewing has won more than 100 gold medals in international competitions. Check out MarinBrewing.com for all their award-winning beers, food, and merch. Marin Brewing Company in Larkspur, California. Award-winning taste, refreshing finish. It's freaking awesome.
This is Corey King from Side Project Brewing, and you're listening to the session on the Brewing Network. All right, welcome back, everybody. Thanks for thanks for sticking it out here. Before we get uh, Barley Mo on the show, I want to tell you guys about something that's pretty cool. The craftabeer.com Brewery Finder. There are more than 5,000 breweries in the U.S., which I find incredible, but I'm just an old guy. Uh, and the craftbeer.com Brewery Finder, published by the Brewers Association, has them all. It's the most robust U.S. brewery finder, whether you're traveling or exploring your own city. Uh, you, I don't know why I had to upflect and inflect on that. You're exploring your own city? Do that's it! That's exciting. Uh, you can find breweries by current location or search in other states. You'll find directions and contact info uh, straight from the Brewery Finder. You'll also find breweries' social handles on the Brewery Finder, so you can keep up on the latest news from your favorite breweries or, you know, yell at them if they have cloudy beer. <clears throat> um, visit craftbeer.com and check out the Brewery Finder from our good folks at craftbeer.com. Let me make sure I sign off on this because I don't want to have to read the same thing because then everyone will get mad at me and I'll be like, Jason, why can't you why can't you do your job? Why do you sign it and then crumple it? I know I signed another thing. Oh. Yeah. Warren, I need you to smile at me more. Sorry. <laughs> I need you to hi, say Jason. hi. That's okay. Hi, buddy. Okay, on the phone we have Ashley, I believe, right? Ashley, you're there. Yes, I am. How you doing? I'm good. How are you tonight? Perfect. Perfect. We're sitting down talking with you, and we're about to drink some of your beer, and uh, I can't think of a better way to spend a Monday night. Heck yeah. <laughs> it's been a long Monday by us here. We're a little bit later than you guys, but, um, but we're excited to be chatting with you as well. Perfect. Yeah, I appreciate you staying up late. Um, I was telling the guys, oh, no, maybe it was on the show. I can't remember what's on the show and what's off the show now anymore. Uh, that's how long we've been doing <laughs> this. But uh, we're talking about, uh, in your pre-show uh, notes, um, that you're saying that styles that seem to be really popular in Florida are dark beers, and that kind of just blew us out of the water for a second. What What's up with that? It seems weird. Yeah, um, actually, it's, it's a it has been in my my past a little bit of a challenge because I grew up in places that actually had winter, <laughs> um, right. and here it's just like hot and then hotter and then oh my god I want to die right um, and. They don't really have seasons here, so they love their dark stout, their um, imperial stouts. Um, it, it's basically as as dark and as high ABV as you can get, and they love it. And um, you know, throw in some barrel aging on top of it, and you're going to make some Florida people happy. Really? It's, um, but I'm slowly coming around to it, and I've bought a lot of flack from some of my uh, my my friends here because they're like, no, this is a Florida thing. you got to like your stouts. And um, <laughs> I'm, I'm slowly getting used to it. It's, uh, um, well, you have to. I mean, I, I miss them. I don't get to see the snow anymore or my mountains or anything like that. So when am I going to fit in my, uh, <laughs> my, 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 two or three months, you know, time to enjoy some of those darker beers. <laughs> right. You know, I, I think you should have, like, a, a, a cold box party where you, you and, like, five people just sit in the cold box and pretend that it's really cold outside. And then you can drink, like, the 12% beers, and maybe it'll be just a little bit, like, a little taste of home. No, that'd be perfect. That's actually a great idea. I'll just invite, like, my two friends over, and we'll, yeah. we'll sit in the cooler and drink our uh, 
get our barley wines and our barley <laughs> I think it would be great. Just don't get so drunk that you can't get out because that would probably be really bad. <laughs> probably. Well, I wonder. <laughs> actually, now you got me thinking. I wonder if we even have one of those, um, you know, like you see in like restaurants with like the glow in the dark button that you, right. the, the handle that's like, mm-hmm. oh crap, I can't find my way out. Yeah, you need to like hit real hard. Um, yeah, you need to have one of yeah. those, man. That's for sure. Yeah, that was. That was really weird. Like, uh, the, I've been to Florida a couple times, but recently last year, and it was in September, and it was godly hot. It was so hot, where I, and I drank rosé and yingling lager, and those are the two drinks that I had. <laughs> Maybe some water, uh, but you know, I can't really remember. And I, I couldn't, I just, I couldn't imagine drinking um, a big beer like that, a big roasty beer, or or I- anything over six percent. I mean, I guess that's me normally, but. <laughs> Uh, I, yeah, so I don't know. I don't know. How, how do you get used to that? <laughs> I mean, is it is it because uh, there's a lot of light lager there anyway, and so people are just kind of countering that with the, the darkest thing possible? There's, um, there's actually a lot more varieties, and I think I give myself uh, or give Florida credit for in the back of my mind because <laughs> because I come from places that are very seasonal with their drinks. Like um, you get your goes and your lagers and all that all summer long, and then the season changes and all of a sudden, like, the shelves are just packed with your barley wines and your stouts and your porters and all that. And it, it all just kind of makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then here, it's just kind of like everything goes all the time. And you're constantly presented with um, these new beers that all the breweries are putting out. And there's not really, and I don't mean this in a negative way, but there's no real rhyme or reason for it. So you're like, well, if I don't try this, you know, big huge stout right now I may not get to try it because they only they're only making it right now and stuff so um yeah you just you I don't even know how I've slowly acclimated to it but you do you slowly just start to drink stout in 85 degree weather and 110 percent humidity and you're like <laughs> yep I'm getting through this <laughs> oh that's crazy yeah, well, well, everything I, I, I see in the news in, about Florida there is really no rhyme or reason to what happens there. <laughs> well, you really no, get it, 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 that's also something to get used to, yeah. for sure. If you waited for the season to change, you would never be stout season, so you just go ahead and do it. You have to. Yeah, it's pretty much every season is, every deer season is definitely, if, if you come from a place that, um, like, I lived in Wisconsin, and then I moved to Wyoming and Utah, and they all have very distinct seasons, and, um, you know, when you come from those places and people are drinking, you know, just the blackest of stouts and the, the thickest sure. of, it's almost syrup type beer. Yeah, more And it's like, I'm sweating, just blinking outside. And I'm like, how are you doing this? <laughs> it's just, um, but you get used to it because otherwise you would just never drink it. You'd never get a chance to experience some of those beers. And there's, there is some really good quality um, beers out there that I just, probably missed out on the first year I lived here. <laughs> That's a good point. That's is, a good point. Is it maybe pairing with cigars? Because aren't cigars something that happens in uh, Florida? Yeah. There's definitely, especially being in the Tampa, Tampa Bay area, there is a huge amount of cigar history, um, Spanish history, Cuban history here that um, it all just seems to work. Um, and again, I don't mean to like keep going back to the whole fact that I'm not from here because <laughs> I've been here for about a year and a half now. But so I'm an implant. I feel like it's it's like it's home now. It's not just that place I I ditch my stuff anymore. Um, it's home yeah. now. But um, yeah, there is there's a huge amount of heritage here. There's a huge amount of history that is 
really deep and old and beautiful. Um, and I think yeah. that also makes it easier to embrace some of the, the culture that really embraces some of these other styles that I am not used to drinking in. Really <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you, you know, it wouldn't it wouldn't be the weirdest thing for us to try to understand uh, about Florida, but uh, you know that makes sense. If you you know if you don't have those uh, those those seasons, you're never gonna you're never gonna drink those beers, and they're you know they're good beers, so. Um, oh, they are. You know, that makes sense. So uh, do me a favor. Let's go back through your brewing history a little bit. Um, I see in my notes that you started uh, working for Uinta. Uh, mm-hmm. Brewing? Uh, were you uh, do any home brewing? Uh, and you know, before your your professional career kind of started, or uh, I just kind of jump right into uh, to packaging, if you will. Uh, no, actually, so that's really funny. Um, so I lived in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, um, for about ten years, and I worked in high end hospitality. As I couldn't be more of a I couldn't have taken more of a deviation in what my original career was. I was um, a spa coordinator and a spa manager and a spa director of multi-million dollar spas. And so I did like the hair and the nails and all that kind of crazy stuff. And I kind of discovered, I don't know if this is the right way to say this, but I kind of hate people. <laughs> and it like burnt me out. And I used to joke that I was going to get into drywall because I thought that that was um, <laughs> like the least the least amount of people that I could deal with. You know, it was like the biggest deviation ever. But um, there's some actual incredible breweries up in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, and that was around the time where I would have been turning 21. And so I never really had that, like, crazy aha moment where I was drinking Budweiser my whole life, and then all of a sudden I had a Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, and my whole world flipped upside down. Like, right. I was always drinking kind of craft beer because that was culture there. You went to Snake River Brewing or you went to what was Tommy Up, <clears throat> excuse me, Tommy Up Brewing Company, which is now Melvin Brewing Company. You just went to these places because they were all walking distance from your house. And so I started home brewing, and I used to think that I was an avid home brewer. I was like, oh yeah, I'm an avid home brewer because I'm. I'm all green home brewing, kind of, sort of, not really. <laughs> um, and I finally had this, it was almost like a jet blue moment. I don't know if you remember that jet blue incident where the guy just kind of lost his mind and was just like, no, I'm done and popped the shoot. Oh, the steward um, or whatever? I, and he just kind of flipped his lid and, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, I felt I felt myself very much on the cusp of one of those with my, my spa industry. And I was just like, I am about on the brink of a jet blue moment where I'm just going to lose it one day on some lawyer or a doctor or a celebrity or something and it's just not going to be good and I'm going to be on the news and it's going to be so embarrassing and luckily Jackson Hole is a very seasonal town and I was able to give my notice um, like two months early without actually having another job and I will tell you that I am probably the most lucky (laughs) homebrewer brewer on the planet because I was able to get a job in two months um, at a tiny, tiny, tiny little brewery in the middle of nowhere, Utah. Um, and it was a brewery assistant for a very short amount of time and uh, couldn't make it work financially between the company and the housing <clears throat> prices and whatnot. And that's when I was able to move quickly over to Uinta Brewing Company where they hired me as a packaging um, person, mostly because I had the vocabulary. I knew what plastic was and it was like your flesh and stuff like that. Um, I didn't, they didn't have to be trained how to worry about the chemicals and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I worked in packaging for, I believe, about a year and a half. And they started me on tech, which 
we all look back and laugh on because here I'm just a, I'm not a little girl, but I'm a girl, and they kept me on kegs for about nine months, and um, I just worked my butt off and probably gave myself a hernia a time or two mm. just trying to prove myself, you know? And, um, <laughs> well, that, that is you know, <laughs> That is a question I was I was you know about to ask is is did you feel you had to to prove yourself in a situation I mean as a, as a female working with kegs you know where mm-hmm. uh, you know what was that intimidating when they gave you that job you're like oh shit I can't <laughs> this is tough or <laughs> yeah fuck it I'm gonna I'm gonna show everybody that you know I j- it's just it's just a job it doesn't matter who does it. Yeah, it was pretty much yeah fuck it like okay. um, I had had a brief really great aha moment at that very first brewery I worked at where um, part of my interview, I don't even know if it's actually technically legal, but I was asked to lift a, lift a keg, and I deadlifted it just out of, like, sheer, um, like, no, I need this job, this is what I want to do. Like, you know, I had that, like, homebrew mentality where I was like, no, this is, this is everything. I'm going to die if I don't get into the brewing industry. <laughs> I was so born I just, to this. I just deadlifted this keg, and um, the, the, the brewer who was hiring me was just like, he walked over and rolled it up on its edge and just like kind of tilted it up on the pallet and was like, you know, leverage is your friend. And I felt like a complete idiot. <laughs> so power through it. from that point on. How ama- I'm so sorry. Yeah. How, how amazing would it have been if you just blew your back out in your interview? You're like, oh God, well, you would have had the job lady, but you know, now you're on workers comp. And now, so I can't hire you. But now you're fucked. And now, now you don't have the job <laughs> and right. you're interested. Yeah. Good luck with your life. She yeah. wasn't a worker yet. Right. This is this is pre-existing <laughs> injury. Right. Yeah. 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 I can't hire you. <laughs> no, you don't qualify as a workman's count because we didn't hire you. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. No. Exactly, exactly. No, I got I got um, very, very, very lucky, and I've gotten some really good advice along the way, and that would be the start of the really good advice was leverage is your friend. You don't have mm-hmm. to show yourself. And, um, yeah, I, I used that knowledge throughout my, my kegging days and then just done bottling and canning and all sorts of crazy things at Uenta. Um And then moved my way up through um, the cellar and, and small brewing things there and whatnot, not like full-on brewing at, at Uenta. Um <clears throat> But the cellar was keeping me busy enough there. It's a, it's a pretty big facility. Um, and then, yeah, uh, we moved to um, Florida, and I moved on to Cigar City, where I did... Uh, Brewing and selling and, and took on much more of a role in brewing and was able to <laughs> expand my uh, experience through a 30-barrel brew system and through a 15-barrel brew system, and it was, it was great. I've, I've had an incredible amount of experience in a very short amount of time with this. I'm really, really, really grateful for it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Uh, we also have on the phone uh, Thomas. Thomas, are you there? He's gone. We don't have time. Uh, who's a, who's Ashley, a co-worker uh, of yours, Ashley? So. Uh, we're, we're, recipe development. We're, I know the recipe is only like a small part of making beer. But where along the line did you like uh, first like yourself really involved in that? Um, actually, that's really funny. Um, so uh, when I was working on the 15-barrel brew side of Cigar City, I got to get myself a little bit more immersed in the development of recipes. However, it's not actually my strong point. Um, mm-hmm. When I was originally hired with Barley Mobile Company, I was hired to 
run a um, three-barrel brewery that we are putting into a brew pub. The mm-hmm. restaurant part is currently open, and we're under we're starting construction on adding our three-barrel brewery there. And when I got hired on, um, I was brought in kind of early into the 30-barrel brew house system of Barley Moe, and as we got talking with the owner, I was a little bit more honest with myself, and I was a little bit more honest with him, and I was like, I have a lot of production experience mm-hmm. where it's, it's very um, controlled, like I can copy and paste and copy and paste, and I know a lot of um, like lab work and things like that, and all, I know how to keep it All those are very important. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry? Those are all very important, yes. Yeah, you're, you're, and um, whereas recipe development is is something that I'm not like uncomfortable with, but it's something that I think that we could find somebody better suited for that. Mm-hmm. Whereas I have a lot more that I can do to the thirty barrel side, where I'm like, all right, these are our brands. This is Quackalip. This is made. In, this is how we make them consistent and exact same every single time and they will never deviate from that which I find really really important no. when you're talking about your core brands no, um, sure. yeah. so that's a challenge to make this here every time for sure exactly yeah. and yeah. so because of because of the two breweries that I came from and because of the reputation for having consistency and quality beer um, we actually both felt that I would be a better fit here on our 30 year old system um, you know plugging away and and working on our core brands and letting somebody, and, and don't get me wrong, we're both going to be, like, shoving elbows into whoever we hire for our three-barrel system out of the way, and we're going to be like, we're burning on this first. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's not every day that a 30-barrel brewer gets to, to play on a little three-barrel system, have fun, and, and deviate from the norm and stuff like that. So I'm definitely excited to play around on that, but um, <clears throat> my background and my skill set was, was definitely sure. better utilized at, at the, the production facility. Yeah. Now, actually, do you, do you still homebrew, or that's kind of uh, you left that behind you? Uh, actually, not uh, as much as I'd like. But just the other night, um, I was craving a cider, and it was really embarrassing to admit. I shouldn't really even say this out loud. But <laughs> we were feeling, I was, I was feeling kind of lazy, and so um, I don't think you guys have them out by you guys. But are you familiar with all these, all these grocery stores? No. No. no, they're a German grocery store. They um, they carry. They're really really cheap. They don't carry expensive stuff. They have a they have like a whole thing where you put a quarter in your grocery cart so they don't have to pay people to like bring your grocery cart back to like at the main terminal or whatever and stuff. Okay. Anyways, um, but they are known for having their all organic, all natural, no sulfate type of foods and beverages and stuff like that. And, we just went out and bought, like, 12 quarts of apple juice sure. and some cider yeast and fruit in a carboy, and we're like, oh, we'll see what we get in a couple Easy of species. Yeah. <clears throat> How was yeah. it? Just having fun with that. I mean, we, I've never really actually made any ciders on my own, homebrew or whatever, and I, I'm pretty confident in my homebrewing skills, so it was just like, yeah, why not? Let's. Look, dude, you won't get burnt making cider. Yeah, I mean, sometimes some garbage is okay. 
You, you know what I mean? Like, not that it was garbage or whatever, but but there there is that mentality, especially that we have as homebrewers, where it's like I can't do that because it's not the right thing to do, or I'm not really making this cider if, as example because I'm I don't know why something feels cheap and, and easy about it, but at the end of the day, it's it's fucking apple juice and and yeast. Oh, and yeah. I know there's more to it, but um, sometimes that's okay. Well, like, just got, a shortcut. Yeah. <laughs> like I've got time to go out and like source, like, perfect crab apples and the perfect whatever, like, I just, I mean, honestly, I just kind of wanted some apple cider, and I just wanted to see what we could get out of it, and I definitely listened to your, uh, your cider show that you guys had on, so I definitely know I'm not making something quality, I'm not going to share it with anyone. <laughs> right, it's just for you to, to um, chug after you run out of stout. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, okay, I think, we have, I think we have Thomas back on the line here. Thomas, are you there? Hello. Hello. We did it. We did. Hey. We, we've successfully connected. How you doing, man? We connected. So, Thomas, uh, explain what your role is over at uh, Barley Mo there. Oh, what I do? Um, yep. I, <laughs> I do all the outside sales, uh, marketing, branding, events. Um, I back in the offices sometimes. Nice. All the fun stuff. That's yeah. cool, man. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, welcome, welcome to the show. We're 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 talking about uh, cheap, making cheap cider, which is uh, from what Ashley says is going to be your next uh, your next core core brand. I don't, you know, I don't know, but uh, we'll see. No, it's great as long as it's really hazy and has some sediment. I think we can sell that. I think you can sell the shit out of it. It's what is what oh, happened yeah, everywhere. It's, it's going to be real juicy. <laughs> it's going to be real juicy, man. <laughs> Uh, I love it. Okay. No. 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 Right. No. No. You guys, <laughs> has the cloudy deal reached you guys yet? I feel like we're 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 uh, tracking a tropical storm, and uh, <laughs> you know, tropical storm juicy. I feel like I feel like uh, tropical storm juicy has hit selective areas mm-hmm. of Florida, but. It has definitely not hit um, Barley Mo. We have put band bags up. Um, <laughs> we have called Ghostbusters. There is there is no haze um, in any of our beers, or um, that is that is something we definitely do not want. We awesome. want our beers crystal clear as humanly possible. Thank God. Thank God for that. Thank God there are people like you guys out there fighting the good fight. Hold your ground. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Hold your ground. <laughs> Speaking of holding your ground, we do have two beers in front of you, so we're, or in front of us. So we're going we're gonna to drink these two beers, and then we'll take a break, and then we'll come back, and we'll talk more about the brewery and what you guys are doing down there, and we'll drink the other two beers. And I, think that's a good, I think that's a good way to approach these beers. What do you think? Perfect. <laughs> You didn't tell them which two we're drinking. No, I'm, I'm about to. Yeah. So uh, we have the, the Quackalope IPA uh, in front of us, and we also have the Unkindness Black Ale. Um, I'm assuming we should probably start with the IPA first, right, Tasty? That's the way professionals uh, do it. Muscles, it's not as strong as the, uh, the dark beer, but yeah, yeah sure. Okay, let's start with, let's start with a Quackalope. It's only 80 IBU. What's the story behind the the quackalope, which is uh, like a jackalope, but instead of a rabbit head, it has a, a duck, which is kind of funny. Um, uh, as far as the duck with antlers goes, I will let uh, Tom talk to you about that. Okay. The beers that you have all in front of you were existing brands that um, they had perfected prior to me arriving, okay. and he can give you a much better um, history on them than I can. But I can talk uh, brewing plants. Cool. If you have any questions. Okay. Yeah, Tom, go for it, man. Let us know. 
key us in. Sure, the Quackalope was, uh, it's actually a piece of artwork um, from a local, a local to us anyway, artist named Mosh, and it's a uh, porcelain duck head with antlers that was in the original tavern, still there. Um, and all the regulars actually started calling Quackalope, and we're like, what are you talking about? And they're like, oh, that's Quackalope. And uh, the IPA was born out of that. So it's very, very organic. Um, I try to convince a lot of people out in the world that it's a living animal out in Mayaka with the swamp ape. <laughs> Some people believe me. So, which is good, you know, Florida again. So. Yeah. Oh, we gotta go and get that thing. Oh, I want one on my mantle. <laughs> There's only one left. I want to eat it. Yeah, it's that. That's that's pretty cool. I mean, when you can have when you can have customer driven lore like that around around one of your yeah, brands. I mean, that's that. that's the that's the marketer's dream. I think, yeah. right? Sure. Oh yeah, no, that was like yeah, we just made the, the beautiful logo you see there, and that's yeah. about it. And I mean, it has a life of its own now. So. Yeah, Appreciate I mean, that. talk about connecting with your with your base, man. That's awesome. That's a great looking can too. You can see that from across the uh, store. Yeah, it's pretty solid. Yeah. It's pretty solid. So tell us about this IPA, man. It, Tasty. What do you think of this? First of all, really good. I like the uh, nice uh, bright hops, and it actually. It's sort of juicy for a clear beer. I'm getting that juicy thing. A lot of late hop. Oh, hop I thought you couldn't. I thought you couldn't get these no, flavors do, in no, a clear no. beer, Tasty. I, 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 I thought. No. Oh, that's so weird. It can be huh. clear and juicy huh. for sure. Huh. Well, Warren, we're 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 we're, we're uh, officially um, in the middle of Tasty's learning curve. Yeah. Oh, we just saw it happen. We just saw it happen. I'm, like, I'm trying to vote. <laughs> You see me drinking clear and cloudy, right? Clear yeah, and cloudy. I'm trying. I'm oh, trying. Yeah. I'm it's trying. like it's gonna be the new Migos track, not bad and bougie, but clear and cloudy. <laughs> clear and cloudy. Uh, yeah, it is. It it doesn't it doesn't taste. It's not super. It doesn't taste like eighty IBUs, if that makes sense. Like there's a firm bitterness no, no, there, it's but it's not a aggr- it's not super aggressive no. like a lot of beers that we have out here. Yeah, it's got good that meet these same numbers. Malt here to go against the, those IBUs. Yeah. Me. Actually, what's this grain bill like? If you don't mind me asking. If Tom will let you um, tell me. <laughs> yeah, no, no, absolutely. Um, it's just, it's obviously mostly two row, and then there's just a, a little bit of um, uh, 40L and 80L. Um, so very simple little grain bill. It's, I think its beauty shines through its hop. Um, and it is, it's really drinkable, which um, I'm trying to find, like, the diplomatic way of putting this. I no, really just, like the Florida. <laughs> it's really, it's really approachable. It's more West Coast style than you will find out here. Okay. Um, it's not super like tropical fruity. It's definitely it's got Cascade and um, Chinook, it's got Summit in it. Um, so just very easy drinking IPA. Not something that's gonna. You know, so bitter that it makes you just like chug the whole pint because you just have to keep putting something in your mouth, um, and not so fruity that they just yeah. I'm not a huge, huge fan of the super fruity, super juicy, super super cloudy IPAs that um, tend to proliferate out here. <laughs> um, so yeah. I am very much in, in a fan of the Quackalope and how. Uh, how approachable it is. Yeah, I, I agree. The, the 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 juicy thing, which every time I I say it, I I think I you know I, I cringe a little bit because it's just a weird term. You gotta peel your skin off a little <laughs> yeah, bit. Like I really do. I want to take a I want to take a, a caustic bath or something just to get clean. But, yeah. Um. But I you know this this does ride that line a little bit, and I think it's probably the sweetness from the malts. I would imagine. Um. 
that that are mixing with those pretty standard like West Coast, you know, classic IPA. Yeah, I'm getting hops. like a lot of Centennial. What what are the hops in this? Is Centennial one of them? Uh, no, actually, I've got Bruce Sheets right in front of me, and no, got? we just, um, it's just the Chinook Cascade Summit, and um, it does have nearly a pound of um, hops per, per barrel for dry hop, so, and that mm. is both Cascade and Summit as well. Nice. Um, but, yeah, no, it's, um, <laughs> there's, it gets so much sweeter and juicier and fruitier and all that out here. We're, we're definitely, um, for a Florida brewery, we are definitely edging on the West Coast side of things, which I'm <laughs> well, madly in love with. Because it's a, a little who, bit of home. As a, <laughs> actually, as a guy who knows West Coast IPA, you're doing a great job. Great job. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> right, you got it. That's cool. We don't actually like you using the term West Coast IPA unless yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right. on the West Coast. You're on the wrong side <laughs> yeah, of the country. Sorry, that's yeah, screwed no. up. Well, actually, yeah. technically, Tampa is on the West Coast no. of Florida, and they do talk that way. Uh, so we are, the other way. We are coast. making West Coast Florida IPA. There you go. Right. That's okay. Now you're forgiven. Not as many bugs on that side. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys do uh, any, any water treatment, or what's the water like there? Um, no, just uh, uh, not straight water, but we, we do uh, carbon um, filter and all of that, but nothing nothing fancy like RO or anything like that, and no water treatment. Our water is actually pretty decent here. So Nice. Nice. Tastes good to me. No, no yeah. mineral adjustments for the different styles or anything? Just same uh, water bill for no, everything? Actually, everything seems to just work just fine with our water here. Nice. Um, and that's actually been my experience um, with the other brewery that I worked in Florida. I, I don't believe that there was any water adjustments there either. So I haven't actually questioned it, to be completely honest. Um, kind of go with that's it. That's been my experience in this area. The water seems to work for all the styles that we are uh, producing right now. Yeah, that's a gift. Yeah, You're right. Yeah, uh, I mean nobody's doing Czech pills right, right now. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, you, know. you should start. You should start the Czech pills revolution because that is a, a an underappreciated style. But don't call it Czech pills because I, there are people in pills. If I had my way, <laughs> if I had my way, we would. <laughs> do you do you guys see a lot, or do do you brew a lot of a lot of lagers at at, at barley mo, or is it pretty much just ale stuff? Ale stuff. What am I? Um, fucking twelve. <laughs> Sorry about that. Jesus. With the ale things and the bubbles. You know the things. You make the bubbles the, and gas. Bubbles. Yeah. Because of drinking. Yeah, we just you know we we put the yeast in the in the city uh, the cider and stuff or the apple. Really you just go for it. We're actually all extract brewery, but. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. We uh, we mostly do ale. Um, currently um but we do we are currently contracting for a few other breweries in our area a few lagers so we are perfectly capable of producing lagers nice um huh? they're just not in our roster at the moment um okay. and then i am um <clears throat> not done writing my recipe yet but i will be and not that this changes scale to lager i don't even know why i'm bringing this up but um <laughs> i'm going to be we are going to be releasing a um a saison for my first commercial beer that I get to write a recipe for. Oh, nice! Um, for our summer solstice beer, we're starting a, a solstice series. So every solstice or 
trying to think of what the other word is for it. So every solstice, we're going to be releasing a beer. Um, and I get to be produced. I get to write the recipe for the very first one. <clears throat> and I get summer, so I decided that a Saison would probably be the best bet for a summer beer here in Florida. Yeah. Smart move. And That's exciting. Good ABV yeah. you're looking for. Yeah. How strong is that beer going to be? 12. Summer strength or uh, <laughs> Florida strength? Stout right. strength, like you guys all like to drink that. Yeah, we're, 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 going, we're going for a 15% beer. We want you to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We want you to die after your first one. That's what we want. <laughs> yes. First, first twelve ounces, you're just gonna die. <laughs> um, no, no, no. I'm, I think I'm gonna probably shoot for because they're gonna be in bombers, and there's a bit of there's a bit of marketing economics to it. People expect a little bit more alcohol out of those bomber beers yeah, because they're charging more for it. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. in a perfect world, I would probably put a five. No, I get the marketing business for sure. Yeah, that's a better four and a half percent. You know. That it is six and a half. But, but do what you got to do. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, it'll, it'll probably be around an eight or nine percent. Oh. Percent okay. Yeah, it, it's going to be high. It's going to be high. Yeah, um, I didn't know was it barley wine under the season. That actually is kind of the, the, the trend around here right now is, is kind of high ABV. Um, I do think that the, the sour trend that is picking up will help counter that um, because you can't really have like a 10% sour beer. Or maybe you could, but I don't. Would, I just can't fathom that. That would be oh. tough. That would be so tough. So in a, a beer this strong, is yeah. you're going to add quite a bit of sugar, I assume, to this uh, saison. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, it's you all know, sugar, it's, actually. It's, it's my first um, commercial beer, and I guess in in some ways, um, I'm being very honest. I'm playing it a little bit safe. Um, I know that I have to um, appease appease the markets, and um, I know that, and, and maybe it will come in lower. I haven't written the recipe for it yet, but um, just based on kind of the parameters, it's a special release. People are going to be spending a little bit more money on bottles versus um, or cool brands and whatnot, and I, I do think that people expect a certain amount of bang for their buck, and totally. um, oh. I <laughs> want to make sure that I'm, I'm riding that fine line between um, doing what is true to my heart, like a Saison, um, and also uh, appeasing the masses is, is that's fine goal. That's, that's <laughs> a really you, weird drink. That's, that's what you're what, in business for. That's what you know? business is. Right. Yeah, I get that. So it's gonna. Be, it's not gonna be a bottle mm-hmm. conditioned beer or anything like that, right? It's gonna be just. A, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we are. No. <laughs> we are so here. I don't even imagine. Crazy tasty. I don't know right about Corky Cage there. The, I don't think they want to mess with it. I think it's too hot it's to. So hot. I think it's too the hot to fuck around with all that, that the the bells and whistles and shit. Like, why? Just no. Just get it. Let's get it out and let's, right. let's go back into the cold box and drink more <laughs> stout. Let's just package it in the cold box. Let's That's what I'm saying. Line in there. Why don't you have just buildings that are just refrigerators? <laughs> get, <laughs> get Frigidaire on that thing, and that they'll sponsor it. It'll be great. I mean, like Dubai, right, mm-hmm. where they have, like, indoor, like, in the middle of the desert, they have a ski slope, like an indoor ski slope. Mm-hmm. Come on. It's 127. That would be... That would be amazing, and I keep joking about the fact that uh, when I came from 
you tell him you went to, you went to, excuse me, was, um, had air conditioning and heat, like it was climate controlled during all the buildings. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even think to ask this as I'm moving out okay. to Florida because I just thought it was a no-brainer. There's not, as, and forgive me, Florida brewers, if I'm forgetting somebody, but there's not a brewery that I know of that has AC in florida yeah and why is that is it is it the humidity that just doesn't like jive well with the ac systems or or, or yeah. what yeah there's a lot of challenge for that um i've noticed that even with our cooler if we leave our cooler open too long just during inventory or moving product in and out of the cooler um it does tend to, to freeze up the motor and we have yeah. to mm-hmm. and whatnot. so it's it's yeah. definitely a consideration here in florida mm-hmm. where you know, you have your you have your AC guy on speed dial because <laughs> things happen and um, just, and they happen very quickly here. Where it's like you don't really have twelve hours to you know wait for your AC guy to come fix it like you're now because you're melting. <laughs> Thomas, I think in, in in addition to vacuuming, you should learn HVAC. HVAC? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's what the resume, HVAC. There you is go. Is there like an online class or I'm sure. I'm sure you can just, I, I'm sure you can hack it. It's fine. I'm sure it can, can't be that complicated. <laughs> so whenever the AC goes down, you can, uh, you know, you can fix it. Just get it back up. Just get a pinch. Yeah, that's all it takes. Yeah, that's all you got to do. Well, actually, <laughs> this is in a way good news because when you do your saison and you let it free rise to like 85 or 90, it's going to kill it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> in four minutes. It'll rain. Yeah, right. No, it's um, it's. I'm I'm actually really looking forward to doing this because of because of not actually having to worry about the free rides. It'll just you know. Yeah, it sounds, <laughs> it sounds go easy. right on up. That's so, so free as you want. Um, and <laughs> I'm sorry. Got to hold it back a little bit. I mean, you know. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, with the reason. Um, it's still a little bit down the road. I mean, it's still a couple of months out, and we are definitely, and I think Thomas can talk about this a little bit more just because he's been with the company a little bit longer, but um, we are a, um, we, we all wear just about every hat. Um, I'm not just the brewer, the head brewer. I package beer. I can beer. I transfer beer. I carve beer. I mop floors. Um he mops floors, he's doing all sorts of things. Um, we we wear every hat in this company um, because we are so new and young and the work ethic here is, as far as I can tell, um, in a lot of years, my experience, kind of second to none just because we are so young and so driven to, um, <clears throat> you, you know, succeed um, and that you know, you just wear every single hat and you do everything you can and you come in at 3, 4 in the morning and you leave at 9 o'clock at night. And um, it's, it's very much a labor of love. The company is very involved with the local community. Um, and I hope I can kind of pass the buck on to Tom about this. We do do a lot of um, <clears throat> charity-type things. We are doing a... Uh, we've done a couple beers that are... Um, specific fundraisers to a, a lady who has cancer and has uh, reoccurring cancer. Actually, recently we just found mm-hmm. out we're doing a whole festival for her. Um, so, you know, it's not just like the, the labor of love for our own benefit, but we also are very much in love with our community and 
and taking care of um, the, the surrounding area and the people that support us. Cool. Yeah, and Tom, you find that people are responding to that obviously pretty pretty good, right? They Everyone wants a community-involved brewery. Oh, yeah, especially here in Largo. Largo has so much pride. Um, you know, I live, I live down in St. Petersburg, and there's, you know, we're filled with breweries down there. Coming to Largo, though, <clears throat> every day it's just our tavern's not the craft drinker demographic, you know, that you get from, uh, <laughs> like, Brewer Association. It's literally, mm-hmm. we're the town tavern, you know, and it's everybody. It's all walks of life. So That's we cool. do a series called um, Collab for a Cause. And the the beer actually talking about was Live Your Dash is the um, foundation that Kelly Smith uh, put together. And it's literally, you know, the year when you're born and when you die, the dash in between, she says, Live Your Dash. And uh, she's a, you know, cancer survivor. And, you know, she uh, had a reoccurrence. So we're having this massive uh, festival for her. But all the proceeds from the beer and the festival all go to her. So we do beers in the series and they all go to the local community not like you know the massive like american cancer association anything like that like the money literally impacts somebody locally in the community or the community itself so that's cool that's got to be a good feeling too to like you know be walking to the german you know the grocery or whatever we were talking about earlier and seeing the person that Mm -hmm. you're like helping as part of your community. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that, that's much cooler than, I don't know, not to bag on, like, you know, giant no, charities, but, like, American Red Cross. Cross. Like, it's, it's you know, it's hard giving to just a faceless entity. But if you're, if you're actually helping somebody in your community with a name that you can, can interact with, yeah. uh, I think that, that goes a, a, a long way, uh, probably farther farther than, than just, right, here's my annual check. Yeah. Absolutely. Feel free exactly. to donate yeah. to the beer charity. charity a backpack and a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's really cool. Uh, let's move on to your uh, to the second beer, the unkindness. What can you guys tell me about that beer? So this was the first beer um, that Barley Mo really it's what made Barley Mo. So Jane Colleen, the owners, uh, they started as home brewers, and this is their first recipe. The reason why we have the brewery itself, um, it's the reason I work for the brewery. It's uh, American Black Ale, Black IPA, Cascadian Dark Ale, whatever nomenclature you want to use. Black IPA is <laughs> um, good enough. Yeah, Black <laughs> IPA. <laughs> but, yeah, it's named after a flock of ravens, which is uh, one of our prime, our secondary logo here. Uh, the unkindness pairs well with hate. Yeah, I saw that on the thing. Like, your other one paired well with hunting, which I thought was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, and then this one pairs well with sharp cheddar and hate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sharp cheddar. Which I think it's pretty good. Sharp cheddar is so good, dude. Oh, <laughs> extra sharp, like the Tillamook extra sharp. Sharp as can be. Fuck. Sharper than man, whatever. Anyway. Uh, so this so this is the first the first beer, which I guess makes sense if you guys are in, in kind of a an area of the country that really likes dark beers. Why wouldn't you make a dark beer? Yeah, and this is you know, this is what we're known for. Um, and it okay. kind of stems from there. That's really cool, man. I like it. Tasty, what do you think about this one? I like it. Another IPA? Well, no. It's it's better than most black IPAs. It really is. Because it doesn't have that big roast character. I like it. It's got this mild, like, chocolate sort of background. Yeah, and I mean, to me, there is a little bit of roast in there, which I think is okay, but I think the, and I don't know if this is stupid or not, it probably is, but like, the hop selection can, can, I think, make or break that, that astringency, or not astringency, but that bitterness from the... From the um, the dark grades, for sure, and so I think I think it, it can play well, and I think this plays well. Actually, what what hops are in this beer? 
So, um, very similar again. <clears throat> we have Chinook Cascade and Summit in this, and the Dry Hop Cascade and Summit, um, nearly a pound per barrel as well for this beer. Wow. So, you, you guys love the Cascade. IP and, and darkened it. <laughs> and boosted it. No, like we're... 20 IBUs. I'm sorry? Yeah, what's this 100 IBUs? I'm not getting 100 IBUs in this yeah. beer. Because you have some crystal malt that's, like, confusing me here, or... 100 IBUs would be uh, like, a, like a really like. No, yeah, there's there's definitely there's um, some some C60 in there as well. Okay, that makes sense. I think they're pretty pretty firmly bittered. Yeah, yeah. The yeah definitely. Are you getting yeah. 100 IBUs out of the, uh, the black ale? I wouldn't doubt it. I'm not going to argue about it. I'd believe it. <laughs> are you? Getting, yeah. Are you Why not? I mean, really? Not going to argue yeah. about it. Yeah. 80 I, yeah I would I, I don't know I'm not very good at that I guess I, th- I think people I think people are are, are are learning how to hide IBUs a lot better well, that's what you do it, it, it's yeah. very dependent on the the variety that you're getting the IBUs from oh it does yeah well like Chinook as a bittering is way different than Columbus or Magnum or anything else that the, the I thought they were all the same well come on how long have you been doing this show not long yeah well there's always something to learn learn from tasty thank you no, but I mean, help me out. Like, <laughs> I'm serious. Like, I, I thought I'd use reviews. I thought I'd use reviews. Well, the, uh, the, I guess the, the way they're perceived well, can, can accentuate or hide, which you can do with malts, but also the hop oils that yeah. come along with those yeah. when you're adding so much of the the other compounds that come along with right. the the blend of oils that are in Chinook is different than the blend of oils that are in Columbus. Sure, and sure. So the way that that bitterness comes across and combined or combined with water chemistry. Can also accentuate or or kind of mellow okay. the way the bitterness comes across, like the, for, for um, West Coast versus New England IPAs. They're way rounder because the chloride is up and it rounds out the the, the palate. Okay, softens the beer. Yeah, really smart guy. What's with this smart guy? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you guys uh, treat your water for this one too, or you kind of just let it let it let it ride? No, I mean it's just uh, it's just filtered. Um, we don't do any sort of addition or treatment to any of our water. Um, and, you know, as far as, as far as I can tell, things, um, things seem to be tasting okay. So yeah. I'm not too terribly worried about messing with the water too much. Um, <laughs> no. yeah. From this end, it tastes great. I wouldn't change a thing, actually. Yeah, yeah. it tastes really good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, I'll tell you guys what. We're, we're going to take a break real fast, uh, and then we're going to open the other beers, and then we'll uh, we'll continue the interview uh, shortly. You guys, you guys, okay with hanging around for a little bit longer? Sure, absolutely. Okay, cool. It better be because we had a pee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do. We have full bladders here. Uh, so hang on just a sec, everybody. We'll get we'll get right uh, we'll get right back to the people at Barley Mo. But before we do, uh, have you heard about the latest news about the Vault? White Labs is releasing all of their yeast strains that were pre- uh, previously contained in said Vault. Now there's no need to wait until a strain gets 250 orders. You can place an order and get your strain delivered right to your doorstep. Each week, Whoa. two different strains will be pushed into production until the last one leaves the vault to get your hands on these specialty strains visit whitelabs.com slash the vault and purchase a yeast strain before its order cutoff date this could be your only chance to get these rare specialty yeast strains without waiting for it to collect 250 orders so don't wait go to whitelabs.com slash the vault all right. I don't know why I'm saying it like that. It's fun. So it's just a limited it's thing. It's a limited thing, limited yeah. Thing. But they're okay. releasing them all. It's yeah, cool. wow. All right, everybody. On the other side of this break, we'll be back with Ashley and Tom from Barley Mo Brewing out in Florida. It's the session. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. 
listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Your support of the Brewing Network means everything to us. We couldn't produce shows without you. And we love giving you something extra for that support, like Brew Your Own Magazine. You already know it's a great brewing magazine full of recipes, equipment how-tos, discussions of beer styles, and brewing techniques. Whether you're new to brewing and just starting out or you're an old pro, you'll always learn something from the articles in Brew Your Own. Plus, there are amazing special issues like plans for building a Brutus 10 system, 250 classic clone recipes, and the Home Brewer's Answer Book. Brew Your Own Magazine and BYO.com are awesome resources for any brewer. Whether for yourself or as a gift, when you subscribe or resubscribe from the Brewing Network homepage, you directly support programs like this. Get a great magazine and support the Brewing Network. Subscribe to Brew Your Own right from the BrewingNetwork.com. Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit FiveStarChemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five star treatment today are you looking for a simple brewing system that's great for all grain brewing but everything on the market seems to be full of compromises blickman engineering has the answer the blickman brew easy all grain brewing system the brew easy is a complete system with easy upgrades and a beautiful compact design perfect for any size brewing location at its core the brew easy is built on two gorgeous blickman boilermaker brew kettles a high temperature march pump and either a top tier gas burner or the new boil coil electric heater the brew easy adapter lid allows the pots to stack on top of each other, forming an efficient, strong, and compact brewing setup that comes in 5, 10, and 20-gallon batch sizes. Upgrade your BrewEasy system with full automated control by adding a Blickman Tower of Power temp controller and make moving around easy with the Blickman Kettle Cart. The BrewEasy is modular. If you already own a Boilermaker kettle, you can build your BrewEasy by purchasing just the modules you need. The new BrewEasy all-grain brewing system. See it today at BlickmanEngineering.com and brew with Blickman quality on your new BrewEasy. If you work in retail sales, the restaurant industry, or are a new craft beer enthusiast, or you know someone who is, you have got to check out Beer 101. Beer 101 is an online course created for anyone wanting a quick introduction to the vast world of craft beer. Beer 101 covers the history of beer, brewing ingredients and processes, vital stats like ABV, SRM, IBU and gravity, styles, tasting, glassware, and pairing beer with food. The Beer 101 course is offered by the Brewers Association.
Association at craftbeer.com, also home to the truly awesome Beer Style Finder, a visual guide to every beer style. Quickly play with color, bitterness, and alcohol content to interactively explore the entire world of beer styles with a gorgeously designed interface to your favorite beverage. The new Beer 101 course and new Beer Style Finder are only available at craftbeer.com. Craftbeer.com, celebrating the best of American beer. Hey, what's up? This is Blake from Creature Comforts. You're listening to the session on the Brewing Network. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for sticking around. We're going to get right back to the interview with uh, Barley Mo. But first, I want to tell you guys about Beersmith. Go to Beersmith.com. Sign up for your 21-day free trial uh, of the best brewing software that there is. Log all your recipes. Keep track of everything. Do all your water uh, profile stuff. All that kind of fancy stuff uh, happens over at Beersmith.com. 21 days for free. You don't lose anything except maybe the five seconds that it takes for you to download the thing. Yeah. Um, but I guarantee you it won't be a loss. It'll be a gain because you'll love the software. It's really you'll, good. You'll end up more organized. Gets a lot of good, good comments. Yeah. And stuff. I was, uh, Mitch Steele posted this week on Facebook about, like, well, what's everybody using for a brewing software? Because he's starting, like, a chain of three brew pubs. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. man, everybody's really big on Beersmith for sure. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's the number one, man. Yeah. 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 Gotta love it. Gotta love you have Smith. to love it. You ha- it's literally you have to. It's mandated. You heard it here first. You, well, you, you, you did that. Uh, you did that. <laughs> and they have uh, a big knowledge base here, too. There's a lot of oh, yeah. other stuff they have on that website that's very valuable. Yeah, for sure. It's a good. It's a good. Check them out. Beersmith.com. All right. Ashley and Tom, you guys are still there, I imagine, right? Yes, sir. All right. Perfect. So we have two uh, fresh beers in our glasses in front of us. We have... Uh, Maven, which is a chocolate milk stout. And then apparently we have an Imperial Barrel Age version, which is called Dark Track. It's a cool label. That would be correct. By the way. What activity does Maven pair with? Maven pairs well with the meaning of life. Oh. Warren. Wow. Yeah. I don't know what that is. (laughs) <laughs> nobody, nobody does. But while you're trying to figure it out, I guarantee you, you'll you'll figure it out a little bit faster if you drink this. All right. Yeah. Uh, tell us about this beer, Ashley. What um, what what goes into here? I mean, I imagine, right, I imagine so water again. and stuff, but like, ooh, it's smoky. <laughs> um, you guys have Maven in front of you, is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, Maven milk stuff. Yep. Okay, so we have. Um, Munich and uh, roast malt, chocolate malt, uh, malt, flaked oat, and lactose in this one, um, as well as Mount Hood and Willamette um, for hops. And then it does get a dry hopping, which is not dry hopping, but it, it gets a chocolate addition and tons of it. I think it's about 80 pounds um, of cocoa nibs at, at a dry hop regimen. So we crash the tank to about 50 degrees. And then drop a ton of cocoa nibs in it, which is super fun to clean out at the end of uh, fermentation <laughs> and after we transfer that beer. Right. Um, Stir it we, up. We, we have developed a technique of using a shop vac, and we just open oh, the bottom geez. of the fermenter after transfer and just Suck shop back shit. all of those <laughs> cocoa nibs up. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. It sucks, but it works. Yep. You guys mentioned you have a three-barrel <laughs> brew house. Are you doing single... 
batches into fermenters, or do you have are you multi batching? We um, we have two thirty barrel fermenters and then three sixty barrel fermenters. So we definitely uh, double brew. Mm-hmm. I am the only brewer here, so on the sixty barrel brew days, that is that Whoa. is my full day. <laughs> you do both yourself? Wow. Yep. And um, yep, grain out is uh, by hand still, and uh, mill in is by hand as well. So. You know, Everything that gets milled in and grained out is done by me. <laughs> and you're, do you have a silo, or is this all sex? No, sorry. Uh, when we do our quack loop, we do get super sex, but um, anything else, any of our other brews, is all thrown by hand. Wow. So, you know, 2,000-some-odd pounds of, uh, or pick- just shy of 2,000 pounds <laughs> is thrown by hand. Wow. You got a good bag, girl. Wow. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, thirty barrels yep. of malt. Wow. That's a ton. I mean, I think what, I think Flat Tail had our friend Dave Malala has like mm-hmm. a fifteen barrel, and he does it all by hand, and he complains all the time about how his back hurts. Yeah. So you do double. <laughs> 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 so you've met him before. The okay, first, great. You got first three no, years. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, um, yeah, my uh, my sixty barrel brew days, the days that I, I brew sixty barrels, they're about fifteen hours. So I come in, oh, and actually, both myself and uh, Jay, the owner, I think we saw eye to eye on this day one. He said, "I like to brew at four in the morning," and I was like, "Me too." <laughs> so um, uh, my brew days, especially specifically on sixty barrel brew days, start at about three thirty four a.m. And I get done about five, six, seven o'clock at night, depending wow. on how the day goes. Um, For a double, but yeah, batch, I spend the entire bad. day here, yeah. and uh, it's it's all milled in by hand. Like I said, unless it's a quack little batch, um, and it's all grained out, no matter what, by hand. Um, <laughs> no matter what. With a, so you don't have rakes? Is that you mean yep. by hand? You mean you don't have rakes? Okay. And uh, three vessels. Um, we do. It's a three-vessel system. Um, we do have rakes, however, um, we don't have an auger, so we still grain oh. out by with a with an, you know, the rakes, and then um, a uh, God, I can't even think of the word, um, but you you know, a shovel and whatnot, and we uh, scoop them in barrels, and then they do go to a farmer who um, actually feeds his um, Kobe beef cows with our grain. So our grain is producing some really good cows. <laughs> nice. Do you ever get a little uh, little side of that? A little rack of wood? I haven't yet. I want some massaged cow. You should. I mean, you know, Just come on. Just leave a note on the grain next time. I could use a half a cow when you get a chance. Just whenever you get around to it. When you find one laying around. Right. I would just take the massage. I'd be like, can you skip one of the cows and just give me the massage <laughs> after I grain out? Yeah. Imagine that'd be like the roughest massage ever, right? Like, ow, dude, but you know, the Probably. cow's not going to complain. What's the cow going to complain about? Uh, this beer is delicious. So, Tasty, this has 22 IBUs in it. Is that is that appropriate to what your calibration? Well, yeah, it works, tastes great. It's nice okay. and balanced. Uh, yeah, and for a pretty strong beer, it's like, what, six and a half? Uh, yeah, it six is and a half. six and a half. And uh, that's not that many IBUs, so it's nice and dry, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, nice dry. You get a little bit of lactose creaminess and just enough chocolate to to make it there. It's not, you don't get the chocolate first. It's nice balance. Yeah. You know, we were talking before the show, Warren and I, about, uh, uh, again, it may have been on the show. I don't really know. Um, that <laughs> Life not, is a show. <laughs> right. Well, that's true. Uh, that not many people make 
a milk stout is like one of their core their core beers, and we were excited because it's yeah. it's it's a, a style that I look for, and I know Warren is is kind of in, in, enthralled enthralled. Yes, ecstatic about Inst- ecstatic about about the style. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm stoked that you guys sent it. I think it's that's really yeah. cool, man. Yeah, this is well, much- and this is Tom's. Uh, maybe not the beer, but at least the label and the branding. This is Tom's baby. So oh. definitely, uh, I'll let him talk about. At least the label and the marketing on that. Are those his eyes in the label here? <laughs> those are my. They yeah, are completely his eyes. Way too much makeup right now. Yeah, just a little bit. I mean, yeah. yeah. Tell us about the beer, Tom. Sure. I mean, a lot of our label and everything. Every every beer uh, tells a story as how we see it. So we're not Florida sunshine, you know, palm trees and the beach. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen a palm tree on this label at all. This is good. No, no. I don't. <laughs> Um, my brother and I are like super into the Illuminati, you know, uh, tinfoil hat wearing, um, good people. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, Jay, the owner, he's a, he's actually a Freemason and a Shriner. So really, I love, yeah. And he, you know, his, they, we actually have a Shriner, um, the Pinellas Shriner club meets at the brewery. So we actually, oh, actually meet here at the brewery. That's cool. So I yeah. wanted to be a Shriner, uh, of- a Freemason once. Like, is like join the Masons? Do they not let you in? No, well, no, they were like, well, it was like a new chapter in Oakland. I was like, I don't want to drive out to Oakland. And oh. it was like once a month, it was like a black tie, like, <laughs> like tie, like tails, oh. like, like a thing. And they were kind of like a new, like a new well, upstart. And I was like, I just want to know the secrets to the universe. I don't right. want to, I don't want to like. No, that's too much investment. You want to be yeah. a part of the shadow government. That's what we, that's what I want. Yeah. Yeah. But if it involves wearing a tux. I don't want to do it. Yeah. It's a lot of money. Warren, you could rent it. <laughs> that's good. That's true. So the Shriners meet at the brewery. <laughs> yeah, the Shriners. Uh, <laughs> the Shriners meet at the brewery. We actually do. Uh, we have a, a beer called the Feds and uh, yes. illustrious third for the Shriner. Nice. So, nice. but yeah, Maven. Uh, I put pretty much all the the most hidden imagery I could possibly find into that label. So. Um, it, yeah, it's pretty terrifying. Cool. It may or may not have opened the portal. Yeah, a little like it. <laughs> <laughs> Got somebody locked in the basement kind of feel to it. Yeah, yeah right? Yeah. Like you've been in there for a couple of days. Yeah, you haven't yeah, had water. Yeah, like, that's, yeah. what, that's what we're going for. Yeah. yeah, it's like a, like a, and I mean this in a good way, right? But like an oppressive <laughs> label, right? Like, uh, like, hmm. um, you know, like in a horror movie where you feel that there's something in the woods oh, and you can't yeah. quite catch it out of the corner of your eye kind of thing. You want to see it, but you don't. I don't know. Look at the label. It's kind of uh, it's kind of neat. It's it's definitely uh, captures your attention. Oh yeah, and that's what that's what we're going for. Like if you're yeah. shopping, no, no, you know, you're in your no. grocery store, no. yeah. and it's like looking at you, and you're like, I need to pick that up because it's probably going to kill me if I don't. <laughs> yeah. pick it up. Yeah. I can't turn my back to that can. Yeah. Just like the quackle, yeah. it stands out on the shelf. Yeah, I like it. For some yeah. reason, I'm thirsty for two eyes, and I want to. <laughs> No, it's really it's really great. I, you know, one of the best parts about doing the shows is that you get to see all the all the branding and imaging yeah. mm-hmm. that uh, that people and craft are coming up with, and it's Sounds pretty good. cool, man. Sounds not that good. Yeah, yeah this is great though. Good, I bet they make a rad T-shirt. Oh yeah, yeah, that, that would make a good shirt. Whoever's yeah. listening, that would make a good shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Got to talk to your marketing guy, Tom. Your marketing yeah, yeah. guy can probably yeah, drive that. Guy. Who the fuck does the marketing? Right? <laughs> yeah, he can probably drive that ship home, man. I think it'd be great. Well, okay, so then, we, uh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. 
Oh, sorry. We we use one designer. His name is uh, Donald Brosiak, and we we've done branding together for a few years, and we kind of let him run with this. And cool. everything just got a little more darker and scarier <laughs> yeah. and better. And I was like, "This is good. This is what's <laughs> in my brain." Did you, did you? Is he still alive? Like, have you asked him if he's okay? We shouldn't talk about him on the phone. No, okay, that's yeah. too bad. All right, let's 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 call him Ted. <laughs> yeah, that way we can talk um, about him. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's 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 really uh, great. I think uh, I think what you guys are doing is, is pretty good. And then the the dark track label is rad, also. By the way, there's a little skeleton with some sword. No, not a sword. Jesus, I'm going blind. <laughs> fiddle. It's a fiddle. A and, sword fiddle. Yeah, and, which would be the best fiddle? Right. Yeah, a sword fiddle. You wouldn't fuck yeah. with that person. Oh no! I like would. if that guy in Georgia had that with the devil, like there's Charlie Daniels. Yeah, then there'd be no contest. The devil would be like, no, I'm not fucking with a sword fiddle guy. Oh, That's shit. not. He has. A, he brought a sword fiddle too. I can do one, or I can do one, one or the other. I can fight you with a sword, or I can fiddle your ass off. Which but I can't sword fiddle you. I want to make an action movie where someone just defeats a crowd of people while fiddling, and then he stabs him in the head, like on the upstroke. You know? Oh, is the sword the the bow? The bow, yeah. Oh, okay. What else is it going? to I don't know. Off of the, the the end of the fiddle. Yes, yeah. Warren's the stupid one. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There you go. Uh, anyway, so I'm sorry, I checked out there for a while. <laughs> yeah, it happens. Uh, so dark track, we popped dark track as well, which is uh, the imperial milk stout with vanilla beans. Oh yeah, and it's it's the same recipe, I imagine. But just is it doubled, or, or how do you how do you imperialize this thing? Um, so I have actually not brewed this myself personally yet, um, but it does. I'm looking at the recipe right now. It does look like most things are doubled and um, a few things added. Um, my boss's handwriting is so good i cannot actually read it <laughs> um, it's job security for him. so you're not sure if you're doubling everything yeah no it's, it's yeah. um yeah no but that actually was a delightful segue what he was just talking about with um <clears throat> maven and the branding and whatnot and he has not brought up our uh, our lovely ghost that we have here, which we haven't even talked about yet. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, well, we're both at the brewery right now, and I don't want to bother him because we still have to get out of here after this. So don't, you know, don't talk too loud. You have a ghost? At, yeah, You're whisper at whisper to me about the ghost because... Whisper. Look over your shoulder just in case. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we can, finish, yeah. we can finish the interview on a Ouija board if, if it would be safer. <laughs> no, that would be great. We um, We actually have... What I truly believe is like an actual ghost here. I am not religious in the least bit. I never believed in ghosts before. I grew up um, Lutheran light, which is basically like a Lutheran who goes to Christmas or Easter, not both. You pick one once a year and you show up and you know put your money in the in the thing. <laughs> right. um, so I never believed in ghosts or religion or anything like that. And I, I start my job here um, about six months ago, and uh, I get told about Bradley. And Bradley is our hobo who died out back behind the brewery. Oh, um, we okay. happen to have train tracks. Uh, uh, what do you call them when they're... It sounds like train tracks when it's just like it starts and finishes, but we have like a whole train, you know, section behind our, our brewery. And... Um, the hobos and the bums use it as a a roadway. Yeah. Okay. And Bradley Bradley happened to die back there, mm. and um, apparently for years 
his hobo friends would around Christmas time or apparently his birthday or his death, who knows, um, random anniversaries would leave him presents at his grave. Um, he's not actually buried back I there. Was, but, okay, I was going to say. Yeah, like, like it but, sounds like you guys are the only people who knew about Bradley that he was buried there. <laughs> and it's, that's the Florida wage. Don't tell anybody. Yeah. I think you're going to have to give him a proper burial if you're going to need him here <laughs> after. But. Yeah. This hobo we didn't like. Well, yeah. well, we didn't care. Welcome we to Florida we Brewing. We brew beer and we have dead people out back. You're kind of buried where you die. This is really what happened. Yep, yep. Um, but no, he, he's not actually buried out back. But um, As far as you know. I'm really not into like the whole ghost thing. But I'm pretty sure this guy is here. Like, Why? What, he what, messes with yeah. me. Is he like stealing bread or something or what? Yeah, you know, moves the grain bags around. Yeah. Oh. Is he milling a batch? <laughs> milling the, the big grains for you? Like, oh, thanks, Brad. Yeah. You deliver <laughs> hobo justice to your, you know, to your grains or something? Sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry. We're getting I, weird now. I mean, I, I wish he would help me out. I mean, I wish exactly. he would help me clean out yeah. everything. Yeah, you come in and like, and like your, your strike water's at temp. You're like, whoa, this is amazing. Oh, Bradley in the van. Yeah. yeah. No, it's 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 not quite that bad, and now no. I sound like a crazy person. No, not at all. No, not no, at all. he does. <laughs> no, you're he, he a little bit. Um, <laughs> Bradley is definitely here. He uh, he messes with things. He moves chairs. Uh-huh. He um, he he flips around um, brew logs that are hanging on fermenters when there's uh-huh. no wind anywhere in the brewery. No. Um, and when I first started here, I mean, I would come in terrified. I'd come in, like, armed with a flashlight, my little, like, box cutter knife type thing. I'd be like, all right, I'm ready. I'm coming in. I'm turning on all the lights. To stab and my a flashlight. Right. And now it's just like, I, I, the reason I think that I actually truly believe he's here is because I'm, like, so comfortable with it. I just kind of come in, and I'm just like, all right. Huh. You know, there's some days I'm in a, I'm in a bad mood. And I'm just yeah. like, not today, Bradley. Like, just not, I'm not into it. Not today. And then everything's fine. And then there's fine. other days I'm... Just like, all right, whatever, you know, go play with my brew sheet if it makes you happy. Right. <laughs> you know? You know, how, here's how I would do it. I, have you ever seen a show called Supernatural? That's how I would, I would do it. You get a documentary. You get a documentary called Supernatural <laughs> where you get a salt, you know, rock salt in the shotgun and, like, you know, silver or whatever, and you kind of, then you can exercise the, the ghost. But, uh, you know, that's just me. <laughs> well, you either trap him in with We're, you right. or out of the circle. We're, we're comfortable. We're comfortable with Bradley around here, and quite frankly, just me being a, a mild outsider and not really from Florida, I feel like if we brought any supernatural group into Florida, their their Ghostbuster beacons would just go off anywhere. I mean, they'd be like, "Oh, there's the guy with the the bath salt addiction who died recently <laughs> in the street corner." You know, I mean, it's yeah. just, I mean, every 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 corner is just gonna blow up with like crazy ghost stuff. It's the fine. EKG meter will be off the charts. <laughs> but, um, no, we're, we're fine with Bradley, and Bradley is actually an inspiration for Dark Track. And um, more than my goofy bantering and whatnot, there actually is a lot of symbolism with uh, the hobo community, which I know sounds really silly. No. Um, and, again, I don't mean to, like, pass the buck on Tom, but Tom can talk a lot about this where there's <laughs> a lot of... They, <laughs> Tom's like, they I have, have no idea what you're talking of, about. Um, um, secret code that yeah, apparently do. Tom yeah. is very familiar with because he was a bum in a previous life. Yeah. yeah. All right, Tom. So you cra- so the the Illuminati trail leads back to you, which is weird. You and Jay- <laughs> you and Jay Z, <laughs> I suppose. Um, 
So you were you were you were trying to crack the hobo code. What happened? Did you did you did you do it? Did you make it? You know, we researched this beer for five years. Me and Jang, we just rode the rails and immersed uh, <laughs> ourselves. Yeah. Had to kill a guy named Bradley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We had no the, relation. I can't believe you brought that guy up. Yeah. Killed Bradley. Hand out a couple. Um, of, hand out a couple wine stains. <laughs> so when well, you, I mean, this uh, there's a, there's apparently a whole hobo dictionary and uh, like a ton of symbolism when you're just like on the rails on buildings around mm-hmm. around like large cities. So there's three marks on the bottles. You can see there's like three stripes um, on the right side of the skeleton. Uh, yes, I do. I see that. And that means danger. Um, so there used to be just like tons of buildings around, especially like older brick buildings. They used to chalk them up, so they knew like, oh, I can. This is a safe place to sleep, or this person like will will board you and give you food, or you yeah. will die here, and that's danger. So dark tracks actually named after like a group of railroad tracks in the middle of nowhere, unmarked. Um, and that would people, you know, hobos would say beware because you'd possibly die and get hit by the train, or there's no way to get off the tracks like quick. So. Oh, jeez. Yeah, super bright, cheery stuff from Barley Mo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, where's like the unicorn rainbow beers? You know, everything's. Uh, I don't know. Does this pair? We what have, is this? What we is this? Have a unicorn rainbow beer? Do you we really? Do. We, yeah. What's it called? Yeah. So, so Murder week one, week face. one, I work here, and I sit down with um, Tom and then our marketing manager, and I'm just like. All right, so what's going on with our branding here? Are we like, you know, I don't even remember unicorns and dragons and like swords and shit. Like, what's going on? Like, what is it? Yeah. Um, but well, we learn a lot like, here. We have a lot of. Um, there's a lot of stories. There's a lot of hidden stories. There's a lot of buried stories. I mean, I, I joke about Bradley and. You know, he's probably here. I think he does mess with my stuff on a day to day. It is, um, it is but, funny because you because know. you go you go from like he's definitely totally here to like he's probably here to he might be here to he's oh he's definitely right behind me right now kind of a uh, it's, yeah. it's pretty fun. Yeah, we just high fived. <laughs> yeah. It just depends on his mood and my mood and you know if right. he's there he's there you know it's fine he is he isn't like. I, I've I've definitely had some strange like like whispery flowing encounters on like the back of my neck sort of thing, but who knows? That's all placebo maybe. You know, I'm probably yeah. just like all You're right, looking for there. it. All right, it's him. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, no, there is definitely a lot of uh, I don't know how to say it. I don't want to like call it truth because now I'm talking about ghosts here just a minute ago. But there is a there is a lot of real stories between behind all of our marketing and mm-hmm. our beer and our brands and all that. And um, I think that's fun. I mean, I remember back in the day, you know, sitting at a bar and drinking a beer or whatever. and peeling a label and looking for something to read and whatnot. Yep. I feel like our beers do give you something to read or something to talk about or a conversation piece because of because of the marketing and the real stories behind them. I mean, Quackalope was a, a founding um, brand, and, and there's a lot of story and history behind that. And, and Dark Track is actually one of my favorite stories because there is... Not a body out back, but there is a crave out back behind the brewery that is of this dude who 
they found dead on the train tracks. I mean, yay. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's at least a real story. <laughs> yeah, and it's 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 oh, interesting because it's not it's not a manufactured story. It's a very serious story. Um, but it's kind of your guys' way, I, th- I think, I would imagine, um, to kind of make peace with it. And that's just that's part of your history as, as well as, as Bradley's. And just kind of this is, this is just life. This is what this is. It happens. Yeah. Sometimes you die no, on train I mean, tracks. I'd be, I'd be fucking tickled pink if somebody make a beer after my name if I die. Right? Seriously. <laughs> it's like Ashley's like dead beer dead drunk alcoholic beer like yeah (laughs) do you go out and give and 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 give some of this beer to bradley's friends or is that asking no. for trouble? Like, oh. cats. It'd be like it'd be like inviting cats into the brewery. That's like, probably true. The brewery. Yeah, you're you're right. That's probably pretty I dumb. Know. Or it's like like leaving <laughs> sugar cubes for ants because you killed one ant, <laughs> and then you say, "Well, okay, I'm just gonna here you go." Yeah. What if you just put a case out at, at his grave when people were leaving stuff? Um, I, d- I don't know. I think Tom's um, right. I don't yeah. know. Anybody's <laughs> done that yet? I do feel yeah, like that might be saving yeah. the ants if you if you leave beer at a hobo's gravesite. Like I feel like the other hobos will find that, and that's probably not. And they'll probably kill each other. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but yeah, like like half a bottle, like pour some out, and like leave half a bottle, like a candle or in some incense. I don't know. Now now this is my spiritual side that I try to bury wow. because I don't believe in ghosts. the dead. Only deserve half a beer. They only deserve half. No, because you oh. pour it out. Haven't you learned anything from West Coast rap? No. All right. Well, that's too bad. <laughs> I'm an East Coast rap guy. <laughs> You're a dick. Excuse me, I'm choking on my own saliva. So it's cloudy rap? Yes. Yeah, it's cloudy. Yeah, it is. It's cloudy rap. Uh, well, it's a delicious beer. I really enjoy it. How? So it's barrel-aged, right? Or is it not no. barrel-aged? Um, no, it's not barrel-aged. I thought I read that somewhere, but... We use, um, we oh, use a good amount of um, graham cracker spice, about um, six pounds of vanilla, whole vanilla bean. Um, there's a little baker's chocolate in there as well. Okay. Graham cracker spice? What does yeah. that taste like? Graham crackers? Yeah. Yeah, you get yeah. Like a little spice. I've, yeah. never, I've, never, heard of, I've never heard like of that a, as, like a, as a, yeah, a combined... Yeah. Let's just say it's graham. Ingredient. Just graham? Yeah. Do you guys not okay. bake? Nobody bakes? No. no. We get baked, but Whatever. we don't actually bake. Mm. I baked a little in my time. <laughs> So you can buy graham cracker spice at the store. Yeah, is is it really graham cracker spice? Because I'm, I, or is it like some cinnamon or or? Yes. Okay. It's like a it's like a blend that tastes like graham cracker. I just say graham cracker spice. So. Okay. okay. And, you know cinnamon and uh, what? a couple of the ones. Oh. Nutmeg. No. Nutmeg. Yeah, let me. No. All right. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's in, it's intriguing nonetheless. Yeah. I like it. It's really good. It's really good. I like it. It's very clean. It's very you know nice and dry. For what's the ABV? I don't have that bottle. Uh, Ten percent. Ten. There you go. But how many yeah, years? No, Florida summer. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. August, Florida August. Just, yeah. Yeah, that's our um, that's our that's our session. Um, that's <laughs> yeah. It's our summer seasonal. That's how we hydrate. <laughs> December, December, we bust out our fifteen to sixteen percent stout. Oh man, that's so, funny. So, do you guys serve a light beer, like you know, like a Five percent, like four and a half percent. Yes. Um, so we have an americana. Or oh. sorry, our americana is a golden ale, and that's around four point five percent. Yeah. And then I just, I just did a half a wisen that is not 
canned, it's only draft, it's draft only, and that is around 5%. So nice. um, we do do the lighter styles. It's just um, for, for bottling and canning packaging type stuff. And that's not necessarily true. I actually don't even know why I just said that. We do can our Americana as well. Um, we just we just sent you the best of the best. So um, the Americana is, uh, like I said, about four point five percent, and we do can that. Um, I'm sorry. I'm like looking at our like roster of cans here, um, and we do do an Oktoberfest as well and our um, tinsel is our winter uh, winter warmer beer and Tom do you know what the ABV on that is? 27. Tinsel's uh, 7.5. Oh wow. So on your Oktoberfest that's a lager beer? or Yes. Cool. That's the only lager you make? Other than contract? That's for right now. Yeah that's our only besides yeah, besides stuff we contract that lager so my favorite beers too. It's like it's a phenomenal Oktoberfest. It's really it. limited because yeah. you know it's an Oktoberfest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that one, that one's about five percent as well. Nice, nice, awesome. Well, I could drink there now. I'm thinking. Well, I don't know, but These beers Bradley, are so Bradley's there, dude. Oh yeah, Bradley. I'm going to talk to that guy. You would probably commune with him pretty well. Stay away from the dark tracks. That'd be a great. That'd be a great comedy movie. Like, uh, you know, instead of like a like a seance, you know, medium or I guess or whatever, mm-hmm. just someone who gets super high and talks to go. <laughs> I think that could be funny. <laughs> That's your next promotional material, Tom. That's your next promotional video. I wrote it down. I feel like, yeah, and then I, I wrote it down, and then I crossed it out and wrote yeah. "stupid" underneath it, and with an arrow <laughs> pointing out to what it, I just wrote. I, I think I think more people would believe you if you got those people high, and then you told them you were talking to ghosts. Probably, probably make more money that way. <laughs> That's true. Well, guys, the beers are tasting great. I appreciate you guys spending some time with us and telling us about your beers and. And your process, and and your a little bit of your history. I I, I really like interviews like this. With you know, it's uh, you guys, like you said, actually, you have a, a story, and that, that's really cool to hear. Mm-hmm. Oh, we appreciate you taking time with us as well. It's great. Do you have a call? I'm yeah, sorry. thanks for doing this. This is great. Yeah, no worries. Um, we have, I think we have a phone call coming through nope. for you. No, nope. now we don't. Oh wait, no, she's putting someone oh, on hold. She's ordering pizza. I don't know what's happening <laughs> right now. Hold on, Bev's going to tell us. Maybe. What's up, Bev? We have Theo Brew on line two. Okay. Oh. Who's drinking barley mal beer currently? Wanted to ask them a question. Oh, nice. Okay. You guys got time for a question real fast from Theo Brew? Let's do it. Sure. All right. He's, he lives in Florida, so, uh, you know, Hello. you got that going for him. Let me see if I can do this without hanging up on Tom. He's probably got a question. <laughs> push this button. Don't hang up on Tom. And then I push this. He probably knows the answer more than me. Theo. Yes. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. Are you, though? I mean, I have to work in the AM, and I just AM. had four Bollymau beers and a few other beers. Damn. <laughs> and you, a few others. So maybe not? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's okay. You're doing better than you will be tomorrow. That's true. Yeah, exactly, yes. That's, that's true. true. Uh, you have a question. Go ahead and ask it, please, now. Yeah, sure. I, I noticed the Quackalope, is, is it unfiltered? I got some yeasties at the bottom here. And then also, I want to know about the grain bill on the... 
Maven because it's fucking delicious. Because I'm a Floridian <laughs> and I like my chocolate milk stout. Everybody likes your stout. <laughs> <laughs> like you said, they like your stout. I was in no way, shape, or form knocking the Floridian thing. I'm trying to become one of you. Greenville <laughs> <laughs> um, on the Maven is uh, obviously like mostly Turo and um, uh, 60L Munich. Roasted chocolate flaked oats and lactose. Um, my boss would probably fire me if I got to share the percentages on that, and I really am sorry. No. Um, I fine. love the Maven. It's I love. It's seriously a great beer. Mm-hmm. But keep drinking it, and I bet you you'll figure out how to make it at home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I haven't brewed in like two years now, so maybe I'll just keep drinking yours. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, that, like, great. that sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. All right, Theo. Thanks. We don't, dude. we don't even we don't even need a marketing manager. Right. We just need you need Theo <laughs> to call up every time and be like, "Hey, <laughs> hey drink all this beer." I'm, hey, I, I, Tom, I, you're I, fired. I, I will I will sell your beer. Right. And hire me. <laughs> hire me. No, hire really, me. hire me, <laughs> please. <laughs> hey, yeah. So in two years, um, how'd, you get, then, how'd you get that job? I told them to hire me, and they did. That's how good of a salesman I am. Right. <laughs> I think it'd be amazing. Um, and then to answer your first question, no, we don't actually do any filtering here. Um, we do everything with time and temperature. Um, so there will be always a little bit of yeast in in suspension or. Um, that will will flocculate out towards the end. So um, we do our best to give everything as much time as humanly possible. And yeah. um, as we evolve and grow, we will be implementing more filtration processes in the future. So we're okay with that. So then, just decant it off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Enjoy. All right, Theo. That's it. I'm going to hang up on you now. Thanks. <laughs> I don't know how to hang up on him. Drop. Well, you told us. Okay, I did it. I did it. Okay. All right, what? Ashley, Tom, we're going to let you go finally now. That, so, you know, in case uh, Theo tries to call back and ask some more questions about recipe formulation before he does that. Because he likes doing that. <laughs> All good. Well, thank All you right. for having us. Yeah, yeah. of course. Thank yeah. you again. I appreciate it. Thanks, yeah, thanks for sending the beer. Plate. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right, guys. Thank you. Have a good night. You too. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Good beers. Yeah. Friendly yeah. people are down there Very in Florida. Nice. Yes. I can, see, I can hang with Ashley. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she seems, you know, kind of mellow. Oh, yeah. Oh, no more calls? That was me? She's the real deal. A real oh, person. Okay. I can tell. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Not at all. Oh, I thought he... Never mind. Sorry. All right. Um, okay, we're going to take a break, but before we do... Before we do... <clears throat> Uh, God, I have so many fucking... Before we do... Before we do... I gotta get all my things in order, Warren. Please do. You know what I mean? Uh, Neshaminy Creek Brewing has been on the Philly beer map since 2012. And I see I pronounced it right, because that asshole tweeted it. Neshaminy. Uh, three-time Philly Beer Scene Magazine Brewer of the Year, 2014, 15, and 16. Two-time GABF Vienna Style Lager Medal winner. Also, they got a bronze for their smoked lager in 2016, which I, mm, sounds delicious. Yeah. 
Uh, they have a large expanded and recently renovated tap room with 24 beers on tap, 18 of which are rotating and seasonal and or limited. They have a variety of beer styles from hoppy double IPAs to sessionable and poundable lagers to oak fermented saisons and sour beers. They have free brewery tours on Saturday, so hit them up, nishamonycreekbrewing.com, uh, and also look out for their second location opening soon. Nishamony Creek Brewing.com. Are they on next week, Bev? <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> fucking hate her so much sometimes. She just fucking looked up at me. Right. And then nodded that like half a nod. Like I pulled her away from doing something super important that I could have just found out on my own. Like I'm not just sitting here she's like Google calendar fucking there. doing anything. What do you need? I was doing something. What do you need? Sorry, I had my headphone turned off because I was trying to pay attention to what I was doing. I apologize. How can I help you? When do we have Nishamley Creek on? Oh, well, that's an easy... Oh, we just talked about this. Like, they're next week. Uh, ju- wow. Thank you very much. I appreciate <laughs> next that. Next week. Thank you. We just talked about this. It is like... It's like it's like I work with my wife. Yeah, maybe you should pay attention more. Yeah, maybe I'm sorry, you should listen I w- when I talk. I wasn't listening to you. How? <laughs> yeah. Well, when I've known you for this long, it's best if I don't. <laughs> right. I Yeah, I... I guess I get that. I don't know. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to wrap things up here on the session. Got a couple more things to talk about. So stay tuned. We'll be uh, we'll be right back and stuff. You're listening to the Brewcasters, Brewcasters. on the Brewing Network. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Check out their brand new patent-pending mash and boil 110-volt electric mashing and boiling unit. This compact all-stainless unit lets you mash, sparge, and boil just about anywhere that has a 110-volt plug. Double wall construction adds to efficiency and safety, and a precise thermostat keeps temperatures where you want them. Unlike insulated buckets and converted coolers, multiple temperature rest mashing is easy to do all for under 300 bucks they also feature the mark ii work pump a magnetic drive high temperature pump that does the work of pumps that cost twice as much as well as exclusive brewers edge regulators and quality keg king kegs and disconnects check them out today at williamsbrewing.com to bruise their vast selection with over 20 years of experience making world-class craft beer and more than 100 gold medals in international competitions moylan's brewing company is is not just a pretty face in craft beer. Just ask Brendan Moylan. What do we got here? The beer of the hour. Moylan's, gotta love that big M. It's like a sign of awesomeness. It's got an extra kick to it. Let's pour this bad boy. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, Moylan's. The end of the night when the kids are finally in bed, the wife's in bed, <laughs> nobody's bothering your ass anymore. That's Moylan's time. Moylan's is for you. Yeah! It's to help you out. Yeah. It helps me out. What? Well, because it's freaking awesome. Northern California brewed. It's brewed with love. With love? Oh, yeah. Tremendous. And it's always best where? Moylan's. you got to try it on tap at Moylan's. 
in Novato. They're freaking awesome. Not only because I own the brewery, because I love the beer. Cheers! Boom! Kilt Lifter Scotch Ale takes big beers to a whole new level with rich malt balanced perfectly with delicate hops and now comes in four-pack tall boy cans so you can take the party on the go. Or come to the brewery, take a tour, and try any of Moylan's fresh creations right from the source. Check them out at Moylan's.com. Army, have you heard the latest at HopTech? Since HopTech has doubled in size after a huge expansion, Jade and Roberto can stock even more of the best quality homebrewing supplies and equipment. Over 60 kick-ass varieties of hops and malts, monster truckloads of quality brewer's yeast, including white labs, Y yeast, and multiple dry yeasts. They even have all grain systems from Grainfathers and Ruby Street Brew Systems, thanks to Jade, the brand new all grain brewer. And don't forget about their 10% discount to all BN Army members. Jade and Roberto are waiting for you and all of your brewing questions over at hoptech.com. Hoptech, totally not sucking since 1983. Hey, guys, what'll it be? I'm not sure. What do you recommend? A lot of people seem to like the Hefeweizen. Is that a German Hefeweizen or more of an American-style wheat beer? I'm not sure, but I can give you a taste. Okay, great. Great. The Cicerone Certification Program certifies and educates beer professionals in order to elevate the beer experience for consumers. Unfortunately, not every bar is staffed with certified beer servers who can guide their customers through a beer list. Here you go, guys. Let me know what you think of the Hefeweizen. Yeah, that's definitely more of an American meat. But I can hardly tell because this beer just smells like sour butter. I wonder how long it's been since they cleaned the draft line. Yeah, and look at the bubbles on the side of the glass. It's filthy. Somebody should tell these guys about the Cicerone program. For sure. How about we head somewhere else for another beer? Your server should give beer the same respect you do. Request quality. The Cicerone certification program offers four levels of beer certification, in-person classes, and course books for beer professionals. Check them out at Cicerone.org. The Cicerone Certification Program. We know beer. Hey, my brewing brothers and sisters. This is Jamel Zanishev, and I want to tell you about Heretic Evil Twin. You might be familiar with my homebrew recipe, which uses massive late hopping to create a balance between the malty sweet and the hoppy bitter, along with an outrageous malt and hop character. I wanted a beer with the same bold hop and malt character, so we played around with the homebrew recipe until we were able to make a great commercial version, too. We've created a beer rich in malt character, full of caramel, toast, biscuit, and an ever-so-subtle roast note. On top of that, we piled in an insane amount of citra and Columbus hops at the end of the boil, as well as in dry hopping. This damn-the-cost approach to hopping gives Heretic's Evil Twin a great blast of citrus and tropical fruit that can't be matched by any other hop. The result is a bold, malty, hoppy, but easy-drinking beer. This is our top seller, our flagship beer, and I couldn't be prouder of it. Cheers. To find Heretic Beers near you, click on Find Some at hereticbrewing.com. Hey, this is Julian Trego from Beachwood Brewing, and you are listening to The Session on the Brewing Network. All right, everybody. We're going to wrap up here with a little uh, sort of beer news, but, uh, you know, only two, only two stories. At least it's plural. At least it's plural. Before we get to that, though, 
Uh, Dr. Lambic and his Sour Beer Blog team have been the longest-running sponsors of the Sour Hour. And it says, which is way better than the session. I refer you to feedback. Is this an ad? I'm just kidding. (laughs) Uh, And now they're opening a sour and farmhouse-focused brewery in central Pennsylvania. That's cool. Help them get started. Join their Founders Club, which includes eight exclusive bottles of club-only aged and blended sour beer, early access to all their public bottle releases, a hooded sweatshirt, pair of tasting glasses, club growler, and a metal challenge coin. I don't know what a challenge coin mm. is. What's a challenge uh, did, coin? I think didn't we talk about it where it's like no, did we talk bring, about it on the show already? You bring the <clears throat> um, maybe. You bring the coin. You're the no, I'm choking on something. Um mm-hmm. <laughs> Wow. Stop it. No, you bring Sam got her even <laughs> yeah. hours later. Stop it. <laughs> no, that's not what happened. You bring the coin, <laughs> like guy. all of your friends have the coin and yeah. like if you bring it to the bar and nobody else has it, you throw it down, or you throw it down first, or something, and then everybody has to bu- you throw it buy at your drinks. I don't know. It's oh, like, like the I person do who doesn't have the, something that's right. Like so the person who doesn't have the thing has to buy beers. I think so. Right? Yeah, that sounds right. Okay. And uh, you know what? I will say, I've had Doctor Lambic's beer at the last homebrew con mm-hmm. at, in Baltimore. Yeah. To be honest with you, it was pretty much the only booth i visited really yeah it was i didn't even know very very good and i was quite impressed and his sours were kind of amazing awesome so only kind of because i I mean they were great they were truly great (laughs) just i do remember him giving me some wheatgrass beer that i was not into (laughs) but whatever yeah it's wheatgrass Right. No, who who drinks regress? I'm not a hippie. Uh, not to mention discounts. You get discounts uh, from joining their Founders Club. To learn more and to join the Founders Club, check out Mellow Mink Brewing at mellowmink.com. Very cool. Sounds good, man. I like more sour breweries opening up. I, I yeah. think that's way more important than, uh, you know, than not. Than not sour breweries. Right. Yes. Okay, so let's talk about some some beer news, Warren. And it's just Great. apparently it's just you and me right now. I guess. Um, so I don't know. So you heard that uh, that Brew Dog has been they're opening a brewery here, and I think when the, where the fuck are they brewing? Somewhere in the Midwest. In the Midwest, I, I want to say Cincinnati, but maybe that's not true. Uh, Indiana, Ohio, for some reason is yeah. Area, oh, I'm Columbus, thinking. Columbus, oh, Ohio. Go. Yeah. Um, which is pretty cool. It finally opened in March. I guess that's pretty late. Oh, so last month. Um, last month, yeah. Uh, but apparently um, they just got acquired, uh, I think like 22% by uh, the people, the private equity firm that also owns PBR. All of BrewDog? No, no, like 22%, I think, is what the number well, was. Well, right, but yeah, of the whole company, not just the new one that right. opened up in the U.S.? Yeah. Wow. And so people are pissed. That's a San Francisco-based uh, equity company, uh, TSG. Well, yeah. Well, they're still craft because it's only 22%, right? Yeah, yeah they've uh, acquired approximately 22% of BrewDog for uh, for what the Sunday Times, this is in pounds, is uh, 213 million pounds. For 22%? Yeah, and I guess uh, 113 million pounds were paid to the existing shareholders. So is that a billion-dollar valuation? It's pretty close, I it think. Is. I think it is a big. No. Yeah. 213 million pounds? For 22%. Well, I guess, well, yeah, it would be no, a billion a pounds. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. the initial uh, investors, initial uh, uh, Kickstarter people have are, have a lot of equity. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't know where you cashed it in at. 
If I if I had it, I'd cash in right away. Oh, for sure. Yeah. No shit. <laughs> Nine hundred sixty-eight thousand. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot of pounds. That's a lot of pounds, dude. Some pounds. And so this article is basically going off about about you know crowdfunding in the beer scene will only get you so far, and I think people are kind of up in arms that they sold out. Like, you know, why am I giving you a bunch of my money and then you're turning around and selling? part of your business to a conglomerate brewery because they didn't crowdsource enough money yeah but and and here's what i don't understand like a lot of these crowdsourcing sites like uh, i'll see you know movies do this or or uh brands like don't you make aren't you making money on your existing brand why don't you why don't you put your own money money on their existing brand they would go into the bank right sir more than glad to lend money to people that can pay back. Yeah. yeah. They just didn't see them as a good risk. So then you had to go into the private equity market. Is that what it is or it's yeah. just it's just free marketing? Well, oh, you're well, Jason's talking about oh. the crowdsourcing. Oh, the crowdsourcing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm talking about the finance. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like why well, why 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 put on Kickstarter that you want to open a brewery? Cuz then didn't have another source of money. Well, it's a, a but small it's, amount it's, it's, of it's free money. Worst. Right, but it's a super existing brand that you mean I mean, you know what I mean? Like if oh, yeah, like if I want to if I want to if I want to buy a new car, plan. I'm going to I'm going to go I'm going to save up for it based on what like the what I'm making. Sure. You know, so like if I were these people, they're, they're getting a lot of free advertising anyway for the weird marketing they do. If you want to come into America, why aren't you saving up for it and investing your own money? Why are you crowdsourcing and then taking that you know, it's like the equity for punks bullshit. Sure. Why are you doing the punks don't sell out, right? Yeah. Well, why, why, why are we do, why are we crowdfunding and then taking 22% of our company, giving it away to a giant company and still well, trying I mean, to be like giving it away? They're punks. selling it. Well, right. But, yeah. you, it's but like 180 thing. degrees from each other. Both well, of those kinds it's because that's how dumb they think their customer base is, is that they can get their customer base to give them money just based on the brand. And then, They'll still do whatever yeah. they want and raise money. They were fundraising on the basis of like being like a hip or a punk right. culture, maybe hipster, and uh, then they turn around and like sell out to like uh, some equity people. You know, you know, they own twenty three percent. You know, there's an end event coming up where they're going right. to want to cash that in and like you know. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, if anything, maybe they used it as a bargaining chip in order to get more financing. Be like, look how much money we can get from people for nothing, just based on our brand loyalty. And they turn around. Banks will lend you something on the value. Well, for, for the private equity firm, that's something sure. they would care about. But, you know, banks are like, well, around here, they're 45 5%. Equity is like, you know, right. much bigger. Yeah. Unless I'm, they're also wanting to tap into the connections they have with the PBR brewing well, facilities and all that stuff, thinking about yeah. distribution and worldwide. Sure, yeah. Those guys are much yeah, yeah. I don't know much about the beer. Yeah, apparently they they announced earlier this month that uh, they're looking to open breweries in Asia and Australia. Yeah. 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 No people at PBR would help. Go for the underserved, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I you know I don't know I I, I mean it's kind of one of the first times we've seen this right where you you get crowdfunding and then and then your and then a portion of your company is purchased by another company. Um. I don't know if those two had any, you know, correlation, but it, it seems, I don't know, it just seems um, uncomfortable, I think, in this. And I'm not saying that you can't, you shouldn't make as much money as possible. I mean, good I'm for you. For you're, you're right. Well, all right. But they could do it. Yeah, but it's just, I mean. I, I'm just interested in the drinker side. I don't see we're going to benefit too much from that. No. No, I don't, I don't man, like, think so either. South America or Australia or something. 
Which and and maybe that's where you know this is what I was saying about the, when the Lagunitas thing happened. It's like they're not looking at the U.S. anymore. No, no. They're looking nationwide right. because we are we are packed with breweries. Right. Sure, yeah. it's too hard. Yeah, go where there's less competition. Yeah, I don't know. They're a volume producer and they can make it cheap. And then time it gets to the in person in South America, it's still reasonably priced. Which is interesting that they're. But then why would they build a production brewery in the U.S.? It's a shipping point to South America. But it would be cheaper to do it in South America. <laughs> to, yeah. Whatever. Just yeah, say, right, yeah, yeah. Stay tuned. Yeah. Well, they are. Sure. I mean, they're going. They're, they they want to, right? Build another brewery in South America. Yeah. Well, they're, well, they're opening oh. breweries in. Uh, what did you say? Um, where the fuck it is? I you just Asia. I just read it. Asia and Australia. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, interesting. I don't know. It's interesting. It's an interesting time right now to be in yeah. craft beer. To be in beer in general, I guess. But, yeah. Uh, it's crazy. It's interesting to see all, how everyone's different ideas about business and how they want to run one when they actually get a sizable company. <laughs> what actually happens? <laughs> right, how they change. Well, you know, I mentioned like it is. They, they bought a brewery in Seattle, and then they brought another one. And like, these are going on a business kind of brand. Yeah. They bought mm-hmm. another one in like I think South Carolina. Those oh, really? Are two that I've like randomly, you know, intersected with. Like, hmm. Jeremy called me about one or something, you know. Mm-hmm. But and some other guy that works there told me about another. So who knows how many they're buying? So what, what's the point of that? I, mean, I wonder, hmm. my question to like them is like, are your branding those just like Lagunitas tap houses or just keep carrying on the brand that uh, that otherwise would have died? That's what's going on. Oh, I see. Just own. Yeah, what's your, what are they trying to do? Dick bag brewing company. What's your objective but, there? What's right. you got to do for Lagunitas? Well, maybe it's to, to show on, on, on the books growth and increased yeah. sources of revenue right. because now they've got they've got more accountants that are, are being more sensitive right. to that. Now they do they hmm. did or I think they still have a program where they would help uh, small startup people to like be successful. So maybe, mm-hmm. maybe that's what does? They, yeah, that they okay. have something like that. Oh I like, thought that like was, that was Sam Adams did. They yeah. did, but I think yeah. Loganese did as well. Okay. Could be in that vein or who knows. Hmm. Anyway, it's just something I heard. Hmm. We'll look for some articles about that. Yeah. Then the next brew news. Yeah, so the next one we're talking about, um, apparently this was, speaking of Sam Adams, by Jim Koch. Koch. Uh, called, Is It the Last Call for Craft Beer? Oh, yeah, I read that. <laughs> from, consul- or yeah. from selling out to the end. Yeah, pretty much, <laughs> man. Um, and he goes off, uh, in 1981, there were only 82 breweries in the U.S., uh, today, there's over 5,300 small, innovative craft breweries making unique, flavorful, creative brews. Which, again, maybe brews is an East Coast thing. I don't like that term. I, I don't like it. It, it bothers me. Yeah. It's a verb. Beers. Yeah. They're beers. Beers. Yeah, They're not brews. Beers would be a better choice. Yeah. They're beers. Um, but he's saying, well, after 15% growth, after years of 15% growth, the craft sector is down to the single digits. Part of that is to be expected in a maturing mar- part of any market, but it's also a result of a pushback by a handful of gargantuan global brewers. Um, so basically, he's saying uh, he's saying what that um, that it's is it is it the is a bubble about to burst because well, we're not I, I, seeing double digit growth anymore? I think it's because ten barrels cutting into Sam Adams sales. Yeah, is probably what he's no, responding yeah, to. Yeah, better a lot distribution, of. you know, like the. You go to the airport, you're going to get a 10-barrel and, and a Goose Island. Right. Because Budweiser's already delivering beer there anyway. Yeah, so okay. there's more perceived more craft. Access. Yeah, exactly, for for those brands. And then the, the same 
uh, distributors uh, manage the grocery store shelves, you know. They decide yeah. which which real craft's going to be there. They almost yeah. and they yeah. decide yeah. which fake craft's going to be there too. I mean, he's not wrong mm-hmm. that it's not going to trickle down and affect the, the the smaller guys, but he's obviously the first affected. Yeah, he's spe- he's speaking for the for the guy, and who's got like his own money in. He's got he's like, you know, creating job real jobs in, in his, his local area. Yeah, and uh, all the money that you know, associated with these brands. Uh, goes you know goes elsewhere. It goes into some other country. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's you know he's he's yeah basically talking about now with all the buyouts um, that ninety percent of the brewing production in the states is in the hands of like two or three companies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end, he goes get some craft brewers really talking, and they'll tell you we are headed for a time when independent breweries cannot afford to compete, cannot afford the best ingredients, can't get wholesalers to support them, and can't get shelf space and draft lines. Lines. The result: beer lovers won't have the broad range of choices they have today. Get some craft brewers together, and they'll tell you that if we continue down this path, we may be witnessing the beginning of the end of the American craft beer revolution. Well, revolutions have an endpoint, which is why the revolutions, right? <laughs> yeah. There'll be another one. Yeah. I mean, by nature, it's a revolution because it overturns what's no, happening. And then that's can't. the end point of the fucking revolution. No, I think it's chaos well, when there's point. no end to the revolution. No. So, so, yeah. It's just so, murder. Yeah. So, say we are there. Yeah. There, yeah. Revolution means. I think yeah. we're done. I think we're, we are, so we, what, we've so, been over for a so while. What, we've evolved. So, what's going to be the steady state then? I don't know. Consolidation. I think it's right. going to shake out. I mean, it has to shake out. There has to be a lot of more breweries closing than opening at some point. It has to be just from an ingredient right. standpoint. And well, all the drinkers are looking for the, a variety and very local focus now. Mm-hmm. So how's that going to not? How's that going to not be able to exist? Because they're the, the guys drinking got the money. Look, they got the right. green stuff. Right. They're at the end of the line. Everything else is upstream from there. But we've I mean, so, we've talked about a couple of breweries that have had to close down because they just can't afford to grow past the small business phase. Well, exactly. They mm-hmm. grow too fast and they can't like absorb right. the, the capital they've got or, into it. Or even or even the, the other side of that is one of the stories I read about the people like we can't we we make money now but we want to grow and we can't grow. We don't make enough money at our scale but we we right. can't afford to grow any any no, larger. No, yeah. So we're just going to get out. Right. We can't afford to continue or grow. No, they got too much yeah. debt. Yeah. yeah. You grow too fast, you get too much debt. You need to add a fermenter, like, at a time, not, like, go to the bank, get us the money to double your capacity, and not have the market for your that double that capacity. Yeah. That's but, when you can't make the payments on the loan. Right. And then I understand, though, the the pressure that they're under to, to ride this wave and get to a certain point to be sustainable. Well, you, it's a volume business. The more you make, the yeah. more you Yeah. And you, you want to do the fa- get, sure. get there the fastest you can. Exactly. But you have to be able to afford that. But you've got that. a marketing-wise, yeah. you've got to be able to get that, you know. Yeah. They're out there on the tennis. Right. So the people who aren't doing that, I think in a couple of years, I mean, well, I mean, how many breweries are we going to lose? Man? I, I, I mean, it's it's a weird, I mean, you know, it's a weird number to, you can't ever, you know, right. know. But I, I think we're going to, there has to be a point where we're going to be losing more breweries than we're gaining at some point. Well, and I think it'll it. even out because we're right. at the high, the high watermark. Shit's already, yeah. we're already opening tons of breweries every day. That has to recede. It, I mean, I, I just, I don't think it's, it's, you know, effective because... Uh, I don't know why. Because I'm yeah. stupid. There's yeah. a saturation point between the faucets, number of faucets, yeah. and the number of drinkers. And right. we all we, we all see this where, you know, like new breweries open all the time. There's a couple of right. Sacramento, Moonraker, and uh, you know Trek Seven, and divide and divide. They're really like really up and coming, and they're going to you know take over some brands. People predict much more of that than they may some other brand that we already know. 
even locally here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think it's ever going to get back to 82 breweries. No, no, but, no, not but, at all. Yeah, there, so what kind of be curious, would it be? If, if, they, if it stays fewer, that means that those that are making less just go out of business. Nobody's buying them. They're just stopping, and then uh, the guy around the corner just makes more beer. He buys their right. fermenters or something. I mean, How does this all happen? What's the... Uh, yeah, what's the what fallout for all the, the old equipment? Thing? Yeah. I mean... Tasty, you're farting. I'm not farting. I'm moving my glass. Okay. I'm I can fart better than that. Jesus. I was going to fart. Why didn't... I, I get this microphone down there and you're doing <laughs> Well, at first I was like, I shouldn't call him out because he's like, he's like an older guy and I don't know if he knows that he's farting. <laughs> so you thought now would be the best time to tell but, him. But then yeah. I, but no, I, I thought about it halfway into me going, what the fuck is this guy doing? <laughs> Motherfucker farting on the... Like, I'm not going to hear it. I hear the music in the bar all the fucking show. Um, but it's just here a glass. I'm farting okay. over here. No. No, no, it's just a stupid glass. Uh-huh. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> I don't know. Oh. You distracting well, me with your farting glass. What's the going to be yeah. of all oh, yeah, the closing yeah, yeah. breweries? Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, Cheap equipment. <laughs> well, right, yeah. Uh, let's see, we'll... Uh, you know, one regional brewery buy out another, or is it? I think that then you're just going to stop producing. You're just going to say like, you know, uh, we can't make it cheap enough, yeah. and uh, and they don't like it as much, so we just have to go out of business. I mean, prices are going up for the beers. Well, they should breweries. Yeah, they don't make a lot of money. Yeah. They don't make a lot of money. They're the, yeah. they're the least uh, profitable part of the beer business, I think. For sure. Yeah. But I think at some point that's going to resonate with the consumers. We're like, okay. Well, I mean, I already hate paying six for bucks any, for a pint of beer. See, I'm not paying $8 for a pint of beer. There's no way. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I just refuse. Oh, you know what? The Oakland A's uh, ballpark. I heard they lowered some shit. Yeah. yeah. It, it's like $10 for a 20. Yeah. Uh-huh. Of course, that is $8 a pint. You'd pay it there, right? Well, well Coliseum. Yeah, yeah. Section 128. They got drinks. Right. got all the beers yeah. on it. Coliseum prices are different, I guess, right? But like they're lower than they just lowered in this year. Yeah, but like uh, uh, like a bar, I'm not I'm not going to pay eight bucks or seven fifty for a pint of beer. And I've been to bars that are trying to charge me seven fifty. I'm like, no, so what do you do? I leave. <laughs> I don't. I because do, I don't. I don't need a beer. I want a beer, huh? but I don't need a fucking beer that much to pay seven bucks for a pint of beer. I'm not going to do it. I refuse mm-hmm. to do it. Flat out refuse. That to me, that's my fucking limit. So you'll buy. Cool. You'll just go to the store. I just won't have less. a beer. I'm okay with not no, to have. I don't need to have a beer. It's not like integral to my life. Like this doesn't sustain me. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like if I if I want to go out, like Overwatch. L- Overwatch sustains me. Well, right <laughs> lately it's Destiny, but oh, it's sorry. fine. It's sorry. fine. So um, just just yeah. as a point of reference, yeah, because like it's, it's different all over the country, if not the world, right? And I know that the world's listening. Uh, <laughs> generally around here, pints are six fifty. Once in a while, seven. I think it's. I think six fifty is way too much. Also, oh. really? Yeah, I do. Well, they. That's kind of where things got. Yeah, yeah, and I don't like it. <laughs> six and seven is kind of normal now. I can't do like, anything about like it. it. Yeah, I can't yeah. do like anything. Years behind. The yes. Time, yeah. yeah, for sure. I can't do anything about uh, it. That, well, All I can do is say I don't like being charged that much. He's really like. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Yeah, seven is normal. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah. Very much so. 2012, that's where I was hitting my fucking. That was the best beer. That was the best for you. Yes, it was great. I don't know. I, I I'm 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 probably oversensitive to prices on shit Especially like that. Especially when you're paying. Especially when I'm paying. You just gotta like <laughs> my thing. <laughs> just not. Don't I'm, pay. Go, I'm going to uh, my European tour uh, next week. Yeah, tell me about it. Yeah, I'll be here Monday night, the next show. But I won't, I'm leaving the next day for uh, London for a while. Just hang with my guys at Four Pure. Oh, nice. 
and uh, I'm going to go to uh, Dublin to uh, speak at the uh, BrewCon 2017, the uh, Ireland National Brewers Conference. Me and John Palmer will be there. Awesome, so, cool. And uh, I'll be, you know, carrying his lunch and his luggage. And <laughs> Just, he's the world he's traveler the first, right? Yeah. Bag, yeah. yeah, he's a bigger deal. Yeah, that's pretty cool, man. That's yeah. Nice. yeah. You're not going to go, it's just, so just the London and, and Dublin? Yeah, but like, blowing it up every place, sure, yeah. <laughs> well, I thought you were talking about last time you mentioned that you were going to go to France and... and... Well, that's another thing. That's, that'll be like in the summer. Oh. Uh, Spain and France. Wow. You're just all over the place. What are you going to do? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Keep traveling. Yeah. Don't also, die. you have your own jet now. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, the uh, Ireland, Ireland Homebrewers Conference obviously helps. They, they're, they're participating oh, okay. in my expenses. Nice. That's cool, man. Yeah, nice. Ireland's rad. Yeah. You know what else is rad? Drake's. I went to. I finally went to Drake's dealership last week. How much week. did you pay for a beer? Yeah, finally. That's I don't remember. Best, that's <laughs> one of the best beer spots in Oakland. I oh, yeah. Yeah, well, I don't get out to Oakland. Um, and then I don't really go. When I do get out to Oakland, I leave. <laughs> You I'm realize kidding. where you are. Yeah, I'm like, oh, shit. I gotta... Watch the fire. I'm <laughs> kidding. No, I'm totally joking. Yeah. Uh, no, it was really cool. I just, I haven't, I had never had a chance to get out there and really and really do it. Um, and then I got drug out there last weekend. And uh, it was really cool. There yeah, we were there. It was really, it was really cool, man. They had all their beers on tap. And I, I've always heard about the vibe out there at the dealership, yeah. but uh, never experienced it myself. And it was packed, did man. You, did you sit outside in the atmosphere? No, no, because it would it was going to take like twenty to thirty minutes to get a beer or to get a table out oh, there. Wow. So we're like, well, we'll just go hang out inside and like you know wander around. There happened to be a table uh, free right as we got there, so well, it nice. kind of yeah, worked out. Yeah. Inside, yeah. yeah, but uh, great lighting and yeah. uh, the food is really good, and everyone's just kind of hanging out. There's a lot of hazy beers being drunk, <laughs> oh. which I didn't necessarily like. Okay, uh, but they may not have been drink beers. No, no, there's all no. When I was there, they didn't have any guest beers on. Oh, really? Yeah. So they're experimenting with some some haziness. Oh, Tasty just hazy. fucking blew his mind right oh. now, dude. I, think, I mean, I know the brewmaster John Galili. I'm yeah. sure at one point he said, "Like, why not?" Right? Never, not me, never. Yeah. Yeah. Sell out. Yeah. Sell I'm kidding. The dark side. <laughs> we yeah. all say things. Yeah. Roger I mean, Davis is still on board though. He, he's he's 100. He's our last guy. He's our last. Uh, guy. Hold on. All right. Yeah. Him and Brindleson. Right. Yeah. Her last two guys. The last two. They're the only two. <laughs> the only two. <laughs> but it was really cool. So check them out. Uh, you know, yeah. drakesbrewing.com. You can find out information. Um, yeah. But uh, their uh, their dealership was really cool. Yeah. I've never been. If you're ever in town, visit that place for sure. For, yeah. Speaking of being in town, Homebrew Con's coming, everybody. Where is it coming to? Um, it oh, is Minneapolis, Minneapolis which right. is Warren, the city of lakes. Is it? Yeah, sure, apparently oh. it is. Uh, tickets are on sale now. The 39th Annual National Homebrewers Conference, a.k.a. Homebrew Con. Join your homebrewing comrades this June 15th to 17th in Minneapolis, the city of lakes, for three unforgettable days of learning, camaraderie, and delicious beer. Space is limited, so be sure to register now. Homebrewcon.org, brother. Brother comrade. Was brother on there? No. I oh. added that. That's a flare I Whoa. added. Whoa. Yeah. Maybe you should stick to the script. <laughs> yeah, maybe so, man. <laughs> maybe so. I'm looking forward like to HumberCon, man. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a good time. It's always a good time. Yeah. How there's could you a, miss? Home there's breweries. a lot more breweries in Minneapolis now. So it yeah. should be even better. Yeah, talking with our friend Chip. 
Chip Walton yeah, at uh, Chop and Brew and various mm-hmm. other places. Um, sort of talking about being a twelve, but not really because it's mm-hmm. not my decision to make. But yeah. uh, he and I are chatting about just cool places to go, and there's a lot of them out there too. Mm-hmm. So it won't be uh, like last time, which is kind of a wasteland. Uh, yeah. They're growing in beer wise, so I think it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, it'll be a really good time. Speaking of good times, Tasty. Uh, speaking of Chip and. And your good times. Okay. <laughs> uh, he just released a video about the Ireland National Brewers Conference from last year. Oh, okay. Just Google Chip Ireland. You get that. Chip Ireland. I'm going to try that. I'm going to see Let's how see good you get. are at recommending how to Google shit. <laughs> Chip Ireland. Chip what, Ireland. What, what makes sense for that? What? Uh, championship Ireland, the right time every time. Oh. It's, um, What's right, that? I'll put a brew con then. Brew. Add on brew. My run results and chip timing services for runners. How to cook perfect Irish chips from IrishAmericanMom.com. Oh, Oops, um, there's Irish chips. Chip it race timing, chip uh, and pin just, cards. No. Just scroll down. It's yeah, there. It's, it's there. Let's go to page 10. <laughs> chip Ireland, white pages. Major boost as Intel selects Ireland to design new chip. Oh. So... Tasty, I'm sorry, you're wrong. <laughs> what else can we chip add, Ireland? Add BrewCon on there. Maybe, or add Brew, Chip Walton. B-R-W-S-C-O-N. BrewCon. Just like our home BrewCon. BrewCon 2017. Chop and Brew, a blog and web show. I, so that's one, two, three, four down. So that's not bad. And five. Check and, it out. Oh, here we go. Six. Chop and BrewCon. Home Brewing in Ireland. It's on YouTube. Yeah, uh, it's a great little piece. Awesome. I'll check that out. Those guys cuss well, too. I like to, I'm going to hang with those guys. Well. <laughs> Speaking of hanging, Adam and Eve is determined, I don't know, Adam and Eve is determined to help you spice things up in the bedroom, and they're backing up that promise, so to speak. Check out, uh, check this out. Go to adamandeve.com, and you'll get 50% off almost any item when you enter offer code BNARMY. We all know that at checkout. Uh, that's a good deal, uh, but backed by popular demand and for a limited time only, you'll also receive... The free Big O kit. Now, who doesn't love the Big O, Warren? Not me. It was a good anime. Right? Uh, That's where you stick it. Who doesn't? The Big O. The, in the Not big. me. That means I love it, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes, I love it. All right. Adam and Eve's Big O kit includes their exclusive Climax gel and a mini vibrator. So now you've got a new way to get her off because probably what you're doing uh, is probably old, you tubby shit. No, I'm, I added that. That's not what they said. <laughs> But uh, they were thinking it. That's the way I feel. Yeah. Um, what girl wouldn't love that? You'll also get your entire order sent to you for free. So hurry up. Take advantage of this limited time offer. You can choose a new adult toy, a naughty movie, or almost anything else. When you choose that one item at 50% off, you'll get free shipping plus the big O kit, which includes that Climax gel and the vibrator. You won't find this deal anywhere else. Just use offer code BNARMY at checkout. That's B-N-A-R-M-Y, BNARMY, at adamandeve.com. How many trees do you think we go through? A lot, man. Can we use that piece of paper again next week? Yeah, you know that's what I'm told. But I just I like the, just something very tactile and satisfying about crumpling paper and yeah. throwing it in the wastebasket. I mean, it, it does create a nice sound effect. Yeah, when you're done with it, it makes it sound less digital, more analog. More. Right. It's it's all very carefully crafted. Your paper's so old school; it makes me feel comfortable here. It's it's hard right. to crumple digital yeah. paper. Uh, yeah, but you know what? If we could figure out a way, uh, I think we would be the ones to do it. Of course. Yeah. Revolutionaries here. That's what we are, Warren. I, I've been saying it the whole time. All right, are we ready to leave? Oh, I want to give a shout out to my friend, uh, Jill Marilli, who uh, got elected to the, uh, yeah. AHA, uh, 
board of directors. She's oh, a great gal. There we go. Great fan of the show. And, uh, yeah. Couldn't be more pleased for her. Awesome. Congratulations. Is she going to give us discounts? <laughs> first things first. Yeah. <laughs> what does it do for me? When I went up to the Pacific Northwest Home Brews Conference, she yeah. took care of me really well. Nice. She did great. Okay. Yeah. So next year. We should go and do that. We should all go. Because it's going to be in Seattle, so we'll be close. Oh, yeah. Next year they're having it. Yeah, yeah because they, NHC is going to be up exactly. there. Exactly. Right. Right. Yeah. It's important. Oh, so the same people, yeah. essentially. Yeah. Not the same people, but I was, she'll be involved. I was just going to say, if we'd ever take the nice lady up on her offer to host us, she'd probably take care of us really well. Yeah. Why didn't we go? That's not a question you should ask me. No. Whatever. That's Tasty. Didn't work. I was there. Tasty, why didn't we go? <laughs> should have gone. I mean, it's great. I was all excited to go. Uh, it's great beer country. But Jay wanted to, like, us to bring us up in like the RV, and then he was, and we're right. like, yeah, sure. And then he's like, by the way, it has like 87 roof leaks. And we're like, no. And, well, and then he's also like, yeah, but oh, then we'll I have to. Oh, take the bus. Yeah, but, but he was also like, oh. but yeah, but then I have, to, I have to go to Fort Collins and do some work. So I'm not sure how you get home. He's like, and he's, like, he's like, we'll fly you home. And we're like, okay, but it rains a lot. And he goes, okay, well, let we can take the VW. And we're like, everyone, I think everyone at the same time was like, no. And I think he got a little like offended. A, I think he was a little. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think he's a little sensitive about the thing because it has, it has two seatbelts, one on the passenger side and one on the driver's side. And that's it. It also has two beds. <laughs> It's yeah. not going to work for me. And two cylinders, I think, also. <laughs> well, it's just a good company bonding experience. Yeah. Hey, I'm fine with bonding as a company. We did that a couple times in the RV, and that was a lot of fun. It was. But it we had a roof that, that worked. Yeah. Just imagine how much more bonding there would be in a smaller space. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Going 46 miles an hour. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to do that. Uh, before we get out of here, though, uh, Great Fermentations, everybody. This is a cool announcement. Uh, it's giving away free homebrewing ingredients for 15 years and a Blickman Brew Easy all-grain brewing system. Just go to greatfermentations.com slash giveaway and enter for your chance to win. It's a huge prize, a $10,000 retail value. Can we enter this? We can probably enter this. I already entered. Oh, shit. How many times? 10000 Fuck yes. Uh, compliments of Great Fermentations, the grand prize announcement. The announcement will be on Saturday, June 17th. Also, they're doing a random giveaway every two weeks leading up to the close of the comp. Items include conical fermenters, temperature controllers, the new Blickman Riptide brew pump, and more. As always, you'll get top-notch customer service and same-day shipping on many items. Go to greatfermentations.com slash giveaway. Be sure to like them on Facebook at GR8Fermentation, uh, and then on Instagram and Twitter as well at GR8Fermentation. Great Fermentations. Dot com. Good sponsors, good people. Yes. And it sounds like they're going to be at NHC, so good to hang out with those people. Mm-hmm. That'd be fun. All right, we're finally officially ready to leave, Warren. Really? Yeah. Yes. We didn't have a, a Twitter game, though. No, I didn't have a computer. Yeah, that's too bad. Is it? Yeah. Well, I took a nap, and I woke up, and I was like, I don't want to fucking track down all this shit. I was already kind of running late, so. Mm. So that's yeah. it. So we now I don't do even it. know what to say. You can't say anything, really. Right. Yeah. Okay, I'll read what I have in front of me. <laughs> okay, there you go. Ready? Go. Yeah. Brew free or die IPA. <laughs> 70 IBUs. Uh, thank you, everybody, to uh, for listening. Thank you to our show sponsor, More Beer. Thank you to our people at Barley Mo, Ashley, and Tom for yeah, hanging out. They were yeah. great. Yeah, and, and Bradley. And what can I? Oh, yeah, what I can always uh, also imagine is like these swampy evenings of a summer in uh, or April and bucks. whatever. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, just buckets. Yeah, yeah Bradley. Ray, hey, RIP, bro. You know what I'm trying to say? 
Um, thank you to our sponsors. Visit our sponsors. They support us, so you guys don't have to, um, but you do have to support them, and that's just kind of how life works. Uh, anyway, thank you guys for, for joining us, and we'll, uh, we'll see you next week. Sky and winning the race, JP the